My name is Stevie Richards and I'm the owner and founder of Stevie Richards Fitness. I started Stevie Richards Fitness with one simple mission statement, to help others. I know what it's like to be injured. I know what it's like to be hurt. I know what it's like to be in pain each and every day of your life. I also know how to modify to overcome that pain, to overcome that discomfort, to overcome your injuries. And that's why I created the programs I did at Stevie Richards Fitness. Every single exercise has a modification. Everything can be successfully completed, no matter your age or fitness level. And that's what I infused in the 12 and 16 week resistance band training programs to pass along to you at an affordable, accessible price. Believe in yourself because I believe in you and I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Voices of Misery podcast. This show isn't for the easily offended, so PC Police on Patrol stand by. You've been warned. Now let's join the nerd and nerdette with another podcast for that ass. What's going on, everybody? It's the Voices of Misery podcast, and we are going to have a guest today with us. We're going to have a third person. Yes, we are, and we are very excited. It's someone that we've been listening to for a while now. Um, and just, We've been leaning to it, right? Yeah. For the last two weeks or so, we've been talking about having a guest on this week. So We've learned our lesson as far as laying down names of guests because like we've had people that backed out or actually we haven't had someone that backed out, but we thought they were on the fence and you know and and we eventually got our guests, you know because we're still a new podcast. We're still trying to get into the interview aspect of it all. But we made some good friends lately and um, we're making a good friend today. And uh, Billy Ray Valentine is his name. He is the host of the uh, Infinite Fringe and he's a huge contributor to the Hameen Media you know, uh, podcasting brand, and we are their sponsors and friends. I think I would like to say we're it's friends. been an amazing month with them. So, and now we're going to make it two months, and yeah. eventually we're going to, you know, hopefully make it something bigger and better than what we're doing now. Right. Uh, I appreciate everything these guys have done for us, and um, they appreciate every, everything we've done for them. And uh, I would like to think that we're all growing together as a brand. And just to get off of that for a second, uh, Billy Ray is probably one of the smartest guys that I've listened to as far as podcasting, you know, shows go because he knows a little bit about everything. He's one of those guys that like you can listen to him talk about like making bread, you know, he like he he gets about watching grass grow and make it interesting. It's he's going to make fun. us think a little bit. I yeah, think right. So, I mean, <clears throat> we started this this day basically writing down a bunch of topics that we wanted to hit. And we're like, man, like I hope we don't sound like morons. We're going to sound like morons because we don't know anything about this stuff. And the reason why we wanted Billy Ray on the show is because he can teach us because he knows and we know that he knows all this shit firsthand. So we're just going to ask a bunch of questions about conspiracy theories, the occult, ghosts, and relationships, and religion, and all sorts of different things. It's, it's, it's going to go off the rails, and I think you guys are going to appreciate this episode. It's going to be fun. It's going to be... Probably our best podcast, I think, because it's one of those ones where it's like it makes you think. And I love learning things. You love learning things. And 
I'm excited. Let's just get him on the line. Are you ready to get him on the line? Yeah, let's go. On the line, Mr. Billy Ray Valentine. God damn it, that was a good way to segue this, isn't it? All right, let's get him. What's up? Man, you guys are way too kind, I swear. Way, <laughs> way too kind. Um, I don't deserve that type of intro. <laughs> Oh yeah, not even, not even close, man. But you know what? Thank you for having me on, um, and uh, I, I hope uh, I hope I can answer whatever questions you guys have. You know, I'll, I'll definitely try my best. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Greetings to everybody uh, that's listening to the sound of my voice right now, and, and greetings to both of you, nerd and nerdette. Glad, glad to be here. Thank you, sir. And the feeling is is, is mutual. Um, you, you've been a guy that I've been listening to for a while. I've been listening to the Hami Media brand for quite a while. And um, the thing I appreciate about you guys, and you in particular, is like you bring something different to the table. Um, everyone else has just a wrestling podcast out there, or they try to get a bunch of wrestling voices out there. But you can do multiple things. You talk about wrestling, you talk about conspiracies, the occult, and all sorts of weird shit that a lot of people out there are just afraid to talk about. And uh, we're going to dive into that stuff. But the first question I did want to ask you is something that came up with my wife and I earlier today. And oh, I know, <laughs> yeah, we're going to go there first. And she's a little afraid of this question because we got into it a little bit earlier on driving around in the car. But, you know, um, so you have a female in your life, correct? Yeah, yeah, I do. All right. So so let me ask you this, man. First question, check. I did that right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> if your significant other wanted to have male friends, how would you feel about that? You know, it took me a long time. A long time to mature in that area. I was, I've been with my wife for a uh, senior year in high school, man. We've been together for a long, long time. Holy um, shit. Yeah, I, I, my wife is pretty hot, right? And I, I'm not saying that, you know, it's the truth. <laughs> you know? So, uh, um, and you know, I was a hothead um, very early on when I was younger in my teenage years. I, I was, I was a, a bit of a not really. I was. I, I've always been, but when it came to my wife and dudes, not a good look. You know what I mean? I was like, "What are you doing? Why? Why? Why are you hanging out with this guy? Or why are you talking to this guy? Or whatever?" And uh, you know, there was maturity to be had on both sides. My wife needed to get more mature, and I needed to get more mature on certain things. You know, and um, as time has passed, you know, I've I've uh, become more. What's the right word? confident in myself okay. and confident in my wife. Right. Oh, so see, I um, can't say that. I can't say <laughs> that you start getting a bunch of girlfriends. It, it's, it's on, There's a problem. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the way I felt for a long time, you know, and, and but, um, I mean, come on. I mean, see the, the thing is with guys, right? Guys are typically nine times out of 10 and I'm generalizing, I'm painting with a broad brush, but, uh, I am a man myself, and uh, I have tons of, of male friends, of course, and we talk, and nine times out of ten, a dude is just trying to, you know, trying to get with the chick. There's there's no real in-between. If a guy ends up in the friend zone, it's because you failed to execute your ultimate goal nine times out of ten. And if you can get out of the friend zone, you're gonna, you know, not always, but the majority of the time when it comes to men, that's what they do. Um, so... You know, we, we always need to keep that in mind and, and, and keep an eye on that, my wife and I, you know. But um, no, I'm, I'm not I'm not at, I don't I'm not at all. I can't say at all, but I am not half as jealous as I used to be. I'm almost not jealous at all. So if, if she does, which she doesn't have very many, but if she does, 
it just doesn't bother me anymore. I used to get tight when um when a guy when we were walking down the street and guys were looking at her. I used to get pissed off. <laughs> now I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm proud of it actually. You know, I want them to look at my wife, right? Like, my wife is hot. Look at my wife. That's fine. You know, don't touch. You can look all you want though. Like, and it's a maturity level for me. Like, I feel so much better about it so because I'm not pissed off twenty four seven walking down the street. You know. Yeah. Well, my whole thing was like, I'm a man, you know, and like I've had plenty of female friends in the past, you know, obviously before the nerd and I got together. Yeah. And uh, things get weird after a while. It's like you start spending time with this woman and like, you know, like things start to develop feelings and shit like that, you know, and then maybe you might think there's something more there. That person may not feel the same way or it could be vice versa. And then eventually you may go in for that awkward like 1990s teen heartthrob movie kiss. Where you close your eyes and go in and the other person's like, whoa, hold the fuck on. You know, I'm not here for that. We're friends. And right there, the relationship ends. At least that's my experience where I try to make a friend with a female, you know, and this is way back in the past. I haven't had a friend in, 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 in any manner, male or female, in a very long time. But it's like I, I always feel like things start to deteriorate once you uh, start f- having feelings for that person. And I don't know how I'd feel if, like, the nerd Ed here is like, hey, um, me and Ken – from work are going to go out for dinner tonight and maybe watch a movie in my mind it screams that's a fucking date this guy's going to try to put it on you <laughs> yeah. because you're that's a, a little much you know like uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> where do you draw that line as friends you know because like friends go out and do shit together so when do you draw that line well there's work friends right and and there's relationships like that like i mean it, it is it is a fine line once you start going to movies together i mean that's something else <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> Like, is this Ken guy going to do that awkward yawn thing and try to put his hand oh around the nerdette's neck, you know? And I asked her, I'm like, so let's say if I'm, you know, sitting at home and I get a text message, I'm like, hey, so Kelly wants to go out for drinks tonight. I'm going to go out with her for a couple hours. Don't wait up. I don't think so. Exactly. That's not happening. <laughs> so that's why I kind of want to get someone else's perspective because, like, we just aren't really, like, social people outside of, like, you know, the podcast realm, obviously. Yeah. So it, it, it's good to get your perspective. And, like, you're just a very confident man. I mean, it took I, me a long time to get to that. And I, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a very confident man. I'm confident in that area, you know, because, I mean, I've been with my wife for X amount of years, you know, and I, I know, I think I know, I, I'm, I'm almost positive I know. You never really know, right? But, but um, I am, I'm, I'm secure in what she is and what she brings to the table and uh, what she's going to do and what she's not going to do. So He's it's easier that way. But regardless, it's not, you know, movies, that, that's out of the question. That shit ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you guys have been together since since high school. Uh, yeah. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? 37. 37? Holy shit, I turn 37 tomorrow. Oh, mm-hmm. man, God bless you. Thanks, man. I, you know, it, it, just, it just feels good to be halfway closer to death than life, I guess. Now. <laughs> I don't think there's many more of these coming. So depressing. <laughs> But I'm happy I made it to this one. No, absolutely. You should be happy you made it. You know, like people take that. I used to take that approach, too. That's another thing. Like, I'm like, oh, man, you know, every year that I grow older, I appreciate it. You know, you got to look at it that way. It's really it's a blessing to make it to wherever you're at. It it really is because you could have died the day before and you're still here. Oh, yeah. You know, and you get to do stuff. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, well, you know, if you keep talking about the Clintons as much as you do, you may not make it to next year, my friend, because you know better than anybody out there what happens to people that talk shit in the Clintons. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> you know, that, that's been a hot topic lately, right? It's been all over the news, and uh, it, it's been pushed out to the point where people that 
don't know conspiracy, right, or alternative research. They know about the Clinton kill list now, you know, and um, I, I said it not too long ago. It's been around since the 90s, the Clinton kill list that, that I remember, you know, um, I remember watching the Clinton Chronicles. That's a you guys should check it out one day. If you guys got nothing better to do date night for both of you. Actually, that's a real screwed up movie to watch. For date night, so forget Writing it down right now, the Clinton Chronicles. The it's on YouTube, man. It's really um well done. It's old, but it details all the crap that the Clintons are related to, as far as murders or suicides or whatever you want to call it, that that can be linked back to the Clintons, allegedly, quote unquote, right? But there's a staggering amount of uh, you know connections to people that were affiliated with the Clintons that did something they weren't supposed to do and all of a sudden gone, right? And uh, now it's, it's uh, with the whole Epstein thing, it's, um, it's been pushed out into the forefront. Everybody's Clinton, 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 Clinton. I think it's a diversion, quite frankly. Not that the, the Clintons are good people. They are not. Um, neither of them. Not Bill nor Hillary. They, <laughs> those, God, you know, man, those people are something else. But uh, I think it's a diversion, to be honest with you. I, um, the Clinton kill list is being blamed on them. This goes way deeper than Bill and Hillary Clinton, in my opinion. And, and that's crazy because when I think of Bill Clinton, I think of the guy who played the saxophone on, on, on the Arsenio yeah. Hall show, yeah. you know? He's like this cool guy. He was Those always this cool dude. shit. Yeah, you got a Yeah, see, job. I never um, knew about the, the kill list or whatever until recently. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard of it, so... I know nothing on that at all. Well, I was listening to these guys, and they brought it up, and I'm like, well, let me type this into the Google machine, you know, and yeah. I was expecting some guy in a black van to pull up at the house and just, like, take both <laughs> hostage, you know, and put a bullet in our head. So the fact that you do this, you've been doing this for how long now? The, uh, can, the Fringe, the, uh, I think two years now. Two years, man. Do you ever get afraid? Like, hey, man, I shouldn't be talking about certain things because the way that the media now and just, like, social media like uh, Twitter and Facebook are getting so regulated, do you ever – fear for yourself because you have a, a really popular show that's been on for two years now and people are blowing it up and it's getting bigger and bigger every episode you do. Do you think you're ever going to get that knock on the door or someone following you? No, I hope not. Uh, and you're going to scare this poor man. Oh, he doesn't get scared. This guy, this guy doesn't get scared. If, Hell no. if someone follows me, good luck to them. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't advise following me on knocking on my door. But, uh, <laughs> but, but um, regardless of that, no, I, I don't, I don't get very afraid of it. I used to get really afraid um, before I got into the, into the research. And, and there is, there are, I should say, drawbacks to this. You know, it's, there, there's a certain amount of anonymity that needs to be kept. You know, um, there, there's an issue with talking about things like this. We're getting shut down on YouTube everywhere, right? They're, they're shutting alternative research down. And this is alternative research that, might be, you know, seated in complete deception or might be seated somewhere, you know, in, in, a, in an area of truth. You know, we, we still get shut down because they don't want the dissenting opinion to come out, right? They don't want a, a different narrative to be shown and then people start looking in that direction. They don't want that. So um, it starts to affect your personal life uh, with, with family that doesn't agree and it starts to affect at an employment level, depending, you know, on where you work and who works there and who knows what you're into. And then they start, you know, chopping heads, uh, not literally, but figuratively that, you know, they, they start firing people. So it is something 
um, that is on most people's minds to that. If not most people, some of them are. I know a lot of researchers that just don't give a damn, you know, and they go ahead and do what they do. Um, but as far as the research goes, I'm just presenting a different opinion. And um, my, my opinion is very different from most of the people that I have on the show. You know, the people that I have on a show come on and they give up whatever their opinion is. And I may agree with some of it, agree with all of it or disagree completely. Regardless, I just want to put that out there so people can maybe look into it. Like you guys, you said, oh, let's go look up the Clinton kill list and boom, you know, a whole new thing you guys didn't know. Now, you know, um, is the is the Clinton kill list 100 percent accurate? Probably not. But there's a lot of red flags there. You know, I mean, come on, how many people are involved in stuff like that? 24 seven, you know, like how many people can you say, well, he has about 50 death, suicide murders associated to him somehow. You know, there's not, yeah. not many people, you know, something's up at that point. Um, Shit, like, really what, was that, bro? what was that, bro? Oh, no, I was, I was just saying to the nerd because she was like, holy crap, there's that many. I'm like, yeah, we really got to get into this because we don't know much about it at all. Like I just found out about the Clinton kill list. While we were doing the impact attack, as a matter of fact, because they brought it up after the Epstein suicide. It was during that the interview. That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, I did a whole show on it a few years ago, uh, uh, a year and a half ago, probably towards the beginning of the Infinite Fringe. I did a whole show on the Clinton kill list and uh, uh, it's still up. It's on Hameen Media uh, or on the Infinite Fringe You guys want to go uh, talk about it. I think I had Don Jeffries on, who is a, a researcher, uh, author and uh radio host and he did a whole section on the Clinton kill list in one of his books uh hidden history so I had him on to talk about it and, and we detailed it and went through it just a bit he's act he actually knows and you know what I never followed through on this now now that we're having this conversation I'm remembering he knows family members that that were associated to to the kill list uh, people that that have lost um loved ones and they really think the Clintons had something to do with it, you know, and uh, he talked to these people, you know, and uh, actually we were supposed to have him on the fringe and we never followed through. So maybe I'll do that now moving forward. But he was very connected to this. He knew he did a lot of research on it. So I had him on and we we uh, we uh, gave some of the most glaring examples on the kill list. That's incredible, man. Man. So um, what other guests have you had on your show so far? And we had tons of guests, man. <laughs> you Who's name them. You, everybody's been on the show at this point, man. That I've when I started the fringe, I I I don't even know how to put this to you guys, right? Like, what do you guys like? What what is what is your thing, right? Like that that you guys dig. Uh, we like a lot of paranormal shit, like a lot of things with like you know ghosts <laughs> and like demons and shit like that. Are you into that 24-7? I mean, as far as like music or something, what do you like? What What's your hook? You know, like, is it music? Is it wrestling? Is it what? What is it? More likely music. I would say music's probably our biggest topic yeah. that we've talked about so far. It's the thing that we're most passionate music about. Music and TV. Yeah. We, we've done a lot of TV too. Oh yeah. And porn. So so let's take music. I'm, I'm a big music fan, right? Yeah. Uh, so um, what do you like? What's your genre? Oh, 80s. I like the 80s, like heavy metal, like Motley Crue, and you're more like a 90s, like pop boy band, New Kids on the Block, Paul yeah. Abdul, Color Me Bad kind of person. <laughs> color Me Bad, man. I would say the thing is, we don't listen to radio anymore. I haven't listened to the radio in a very long time. Music's so I'm going downhill. It really has. Yeah, it's awful. And music is awful. Yeah, now. so I'm stuck in the 90s still. <laughs> yeah, so but am I. 
But the question is, is, is music awful or are we just getting too old? No, 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 no. Music is awful. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I ask myself that question all the time. Music is awful. That's, that's what, and not all of it, you know, again, painting with a broad brush, but music is awful. I liked music from the, you know, I'm a 90s baby. I liked music, music from the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, the 50s, even some into 2000s, just a bit. And then it fell off. If music is good, it's going to be good, you know, like, uh, and I'm sure there's, Things we can pick out in, 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 you know, not too not too long ago, these uh, from 2010 to, to now, that's not awful. But most of it is just bad. Music is just a disaster. Um, but anyway, like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, now, this is a question I've been dying to ask you because you're because, you know, you, you really know a lot about this shit and no one else is on board with me on this whole thing. You know about 23 and me, right? Yeah. Okay. Why do you just so, see? Because I wanted this is the thing I want to send away for it, and and I won't let her do it because like you're you're basically sending your DNA yeah, to yeah, some yeah. lab yeah. who's but probably like, not even giving you legit results. All they do, they probably got some asshole who prints out a piece of paper. Oh yeah, so you, you're one third uh, Cherokee or half this <laughs> and half that, and doom, you're done. Do you think this is part of a bigger conspiracy where like they're taking people's DNA and either a cloning them? Yeah, no, or, absolutely, man. Don't don't like, even go any further, man. No, absolutely, like right. And if you're doing twenty three and me, if you've done it, man, whatever. It is what it is. They're gonna get access to your, you know, your blood, your your DNA somehow. You know, so if if you're doing twenty three and me and you've done it already, it is what it is. But yeah, this is probably. This is information, right? So, so let's look at information as far as the internet goes, right? You go to, to Facebook or Google or whatever, Twitter, and you put in your information there. It goes somewhere. Nothing is free in this world. Absolutely nothing. So, you, you know, you think Facebook a- a- operates free and they let you operate for free. No, I mean, you're not paying money, but you're paying with your information. That's how right. you're paying it. Right. So they take all your information and they send it somewhere and they archive it and they make a profile for you. For the nerd and the nerdette, they have your profiles. They have Billy Ray Valentine's profile. They got everyone's profile and they keep adding to it and adding to it and adding to it. And 23andMe is just a different way. They're going to take all that information. DNA is the ultimate source of information, the original source of information, you know, given to us by God. You know, and, and that's that's what they want to get at more than anything else is the DNA and, and total control once they control your DNA, in my opinion. Right. But my thing is, is, is they take your blood all the time when you're at the hospital, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You check ups and stuff. So what's the difference between that or just spitting it into a tube and sending it somewhere? Well, that's what, I, that's what I said. Same. Like, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Finish up. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying, like, it's pretty much the same thing. So, like, but like I mean, it's more anonymous when you're sending it in, like, a tube to someone else that like the UPS guy picks up and just drops off at some fucking facility or some yeah. shit, you know, I guess. And, and, and it's getting, it's getting more and more, you know, uh, more uh, harder and harder to, to keep up the anonymity. But, but you know, when you go, when you go to a doctor and get a blood test, you know, it's specific for certain things, you know, they're not, they're not looking for X, Y, and Z that 23 and me might be looking for in order to determine where you come from, who you are. Right. And after that, They'll send you back these results and they'll send you a survey. Do you know this person? Do you know that person? Really? You know, and then you click it off and then they start to form a family tree of who you are, where you come from. And they have the Ooh. DNA to back that yeah. up. And yeah, they can do anything with that. 
with that um that, that they're not throwing that away you know <laughs> no matter what you hear they're not taking your dna and getting rid of it that's being sold to somewhere to someone if, if like uh, let's say you work at a corporation and and you work for it right you take these old computers you don't just throw them out right you 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 source someone that's going to buy these computers they're going to give you i don't know five cents on the dollar for them or for scrap metal or stuff like that. Same thing with your biological material that's left behind after a 23 and me or after an abortion or after whatever, you know, all that blood, blood work, all of that stuff, you know, somebody's going to pay for it. It's going somewhere. So what, what, uh, and, and now that's the biggest craze 23 and me. And there's another one, I forget the name of it or whatever, but, uh, uh ancestry.com. Ancestry.com. Yeah, exactly. Everybody They're, wants to do it. Yeah. I, I am I am super interested in doing it, but I can never bring myself to actually do it. And and, and the reason is because you got like a <laughs> like a foot in the game. Like you know that there's an ulterior motive, just like I kind of do, man. Like I, I I never trusted it. She's been wanting to do it for a few years now, and I'm very hesitant to get her a kit because like I don't want her DNA to be put on a murder suspect's body halfway across the country because that's where my mind goes. I'm like, <laughs> what are you taking to this? And they're a bunch of fucking killers, well, right? Can't they just prove that I have never been there with traffic cams or whatever? Martin, there's a lot of shit out there that just goes <laughs> on. Question. That's why we got. I mean, fingerprints. That's why we got Mr. BRV on, man. He's going to answer all these questions for us. You know, he's going to get you, us on the you've right. You got path. me pinned to a murder across the country, <laughs> man. Shit, it may happen tonight if I piss you off. This oh, is how this is how um, important DNA is. Like Madonna, right? Eighties superstar. Okay. Right? She walks around with the DNA cleanup crew. Cleaning up everything behind her, fingerprints, hair, nails, whatever. She walks around with it because she doesn't want her DNA out there. What does she know that we don't know? You know? How much does that job pay? Because I'll take it in a heartbeat, just like a little brush behind it. it. Yeah, I will take that job. God damn. So would I. (laughs) And tweet everything out afterwards and get freaking fired on the spot. All right, now let me ask you this question. Because, like, this is something that the conspiracy horsemen talk about a lot. And you've talked about it a couple times yourself. And I've always wondered, and I asked the nerd the other day, because these billionaires, you know, they got these private islands or whatever, like Epstein. And they ship in other millionaires and rich people of influence to have sex with underage kids. And my question to you was this. It's like, what is the connection between someone who has all the money in the world? And I don't care how ugly you are. If you got a billion dollars in the bank, you can fuck any woman you want or guy you want or whatever your, your, your deal is. Why do they go after kids? Do they get bored? Like, what have you seen in your research? What is the reasoning behind this? Now, I can only give you my opinion on this because, quite frankly, it's, it's baffling, right? Like, who the hell wants to do this crap? Who? Right. Right. It's, it's right. fucking disgusting because we have two kids itself. Yeah, man. I, it's, it's something else, right? But then you start looking at all these people in power and what do they have in common? You know, like it keeps coming out more and more, right? Underage pedophilia, 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 pizza yeah. I'm like, what, what the, what the hell's going on? It's, you know? it's fucking crazy. So my opinion, all of these people are freaking related. All of them. Right. Every all these people at the top, there's a, there's a, there hasn't been one president of the United States that's not somehow related to the next. That's not somehow related to the Queen of England. This is mainstream information. You guys can look this up uh, related to Vlad the Impaler, related to whomever. There are 12 cousins, 13th cousins, Brad Pitt, Madonna, all these people. It sounds crazy, but they're all related. They all have the same bloodline because they interbreed. They've been doing this for a long, long time. And sure, it's more removed and more removed and more removed. 
but it's still the same family. And, and I think a, a, a genetic defect exists personally that drives these people to do this nonsense, for one. Two, there is this guy named Aleister Crowley. I don't know if you guys know anything about him. I have heard the name. Yeah, he's, uh, he's built as the, the wickedest man to ever live. The Beast 666, Aleister Crowley. I think he's full of crap, a person. He's dead now, but I think he's full of crap. And all his teachings are full of crap. But that doesn't mean somebody else won't think that or will think that. You know, um, the Beatles were big fans of Aleister Crowley, David Bowie, the Rolling Stones, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, you name it, you know. Um, and uh, they quote him in his lyrics. They use him in his album covers, all this other stuff. Jimmy Page bought his home uh, not too long ago, well, a while back ago. He, he let it go now. I think, uh, I think the home burnt down and they're going to restore it or something, regardless. Um, a very wicked dude. And uh, he used to do all types of magical rituals, quote-unquote. I mean, this guy was coming up with nonsense and calling it magic, probably. Turns out he is uh, MI5 or MI6, I forget. That's uh, um, like uh, the British equivalent of uh, the alphabet agencies, you know, the FBI, CIA, all that stuff. This, this is what this guy, Aleister Crowley, was. And um, he would talk about having sex with underage boys. And, and what they would do is, according to all these dark magic uh, practitioners, they suck the energy from the underage boy or from the underage girl. And the younger they are, the better they are. They have pure energy, pure something or other that they want. And that's why they do these, what they do with, uh, with little kids. That's why there's such a problem with human trafficking and with minors being uh, you know, used as sex slaves because they want that. And um, I mean, that's really far on the fringes, right? But how do you begin to explain something like this? You know, when everybody in the top, not everybody, but uh, so many at the upper levels of power, the elite, right, that, that govern the earth, that govern everything we freaking do, so many of them are into the, the, the most disgusting stuff you can think of. How do you begin to explain it? Yeah, so either one, they're ge- it's genetic or, or both. You can use two. Or, or this is wicked, twisted-ass religion that they follow. Uh, now, it's very good that you said religion because, like, I'm, I'm not an atheist. I'm, I'm not a believer, but I'm an agnostic. I don't believe, but I need proof. Now, my question to you is this, because, like, sexual preference is something that is more or less, as far as my opinion, it's, it, it's, it's your DNA. It's something that you're born with. Mm-hmm. You kind of know what you're going to, you know, be attracted to as you get older. Do you think it's more or less a religion thing? Do you think these people want to fuck young kids, or is it just something that they kind of bought into? They like uh, they bought into this philosophy, and that's just what they do because they do it. Or do you think they want to do it because they're attracted to it? I think something is seriously wrong, right? And not not just morally. I think something is seriously wrong mentally with these people. Yeah. So something's wrong. There's there's something that is not right. I am sorry if I'm part of a religion, and I can only speak for myself. And I am not part of any religion. You know, I am a Christian. I, I believe in Christ. I believe in God, you know. Sure. Um, but uh, let's say I, I'm not, I'm not uh, actively going to church, right? But let's say I am. And, uh, you know, I get to a certain level and they ask me, hey, listen, uh, here's what we're doing as a part of, uh, you know, your initiation. Trust me, this is good for you. You're going to get some powers out of it. Go have sex with that little boy. 
out of the question. <laughs> out of the yeah. freaking question. You know, right. I'm just, no, that's not happening. I'm leaving now. Goodbye. But that's right. not what these people say. Something's wrong. Something's off. There's also a whole belief in, in, you know, like the whole sense of community with church where people feel like they have to, you know, kind of um, because we're the only like nature of beast that knows that they're going to die. Like dogs don't know they're going to die. Cats know they're going to die. Lions, human beings are the only ones that have knowledge. Like, hey, we have an expiration date. So maybe the fact that like people have to go to a church to get some kind of assurance that there's a better place afterwards, whether they believe or not, I think it makes them more inclined to do things that will get them to that magic, you know, uh paradise in the sky so they can avoid the pit of hell or whatever it is. Do you think that that religion may play fault in this or whatever belief that these people have? So like they feel like they're going to go somewhere better if they do the things that they need to do to assure their um, passage to the heavens or whatever it may be that they believe in. Now, I wouldn't blame it on, on religion per se. I blame it on the person. If a person wants to be brainwashed by a religion, they get brain, brain, brainwashed by a religion. You know, like, I mean, ultimately, it's on the person. It's like the gun, right? You can't blame the gun. you got to blame the person, at least in my opinion. The gun isn't going to do anything until you pick it up and shoot it. You know, somebody has to do it. You know, so, I mean, um, I don't um, I don't subscribe to that point of view. You know, um, I, I think, yeah, religion has done a, a lot of bad things have been done. You know, a lot of bad things have been done in the name of religion. It's not the religion that did it. It's the people behind the religion that do it. So if if... If you're going to back up your disgusting actions by religion, man, that, that's, that doesn't fly with me. That's you, dude. You did that. Fair enough. A very good answer there. Um, yeah. Um, so who's been your favorite guest that you've had on your show? Because you've had quite a few people and you've been getting more and more people on like authors and things like that. And um, who's been like your personal favorite person that you've had on the show? I got sirens going on back here. They're coming to get me because I'm talking to you guys. Give me a second. Hold on. Dude, I swear to God, if he gets taken in because of us. You guys said you guys said the Clintons were coming to get me, and here they are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the, the background noise, guys. Um, they'll clear out at some point. I live in New York City, guys. This is, this is the soundtrack to New York, okay? You will hear this 24-7. Sirens, trains, something. Uh, something's always going on. South Carolina, man. It's the same old thing here. Trust me. Nice, man. Um, I've been to South Carolina. I dig it a lot. Um, as far as my, my favorite guest, man, I don't know, man. Uh, that's tough. Um, cause I've, I've had so many people on it. And the thing is I was following this a long time before I actually got into it. You know, and you spoke about, uh, you know, Hami media and how everybody does something different there. But we, we were all united due to professional wrestling. And I started doing professional wrestling as a means to one day do the fringe because I wasn't 100 percent confident that I can do it. You know, and um, I decided I was like, you know what, let me uh, let me start doing pro wrestling. I love pro wrestling. So and, and if I get that wrong, what the hell? Right. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's professional wrestling. So exactly. So we started doing that. But um, I, I've been. I recorded the first episode of the fringe two years before I released it because I was just like, you know what? Like, I don't know if this is any good. I don't know if I should put this out. I don't know if I'm the person to deliver this message. I just kept it there. And uh, that was uh, Wolfgang Halbig. He is uh, a Sandy Hook denier, you know, of all things, right? <laughs> I, I figured, I'm like, you know what? If, if I'm going to call it the infinite fringe, let's go fringe. And, um, and we did that. You know, but I, I, I've 
I had a list of whom I was going to bring on if, uh, if I ever did it. And, and ultimately, it ended with David Icke. I was like, if I get David Icke on, that'd be pretty cool. Because David Icke was one of my red pills. That means one of the people that turned me on to this new type of, of knowledge, I want to say. You know, so um, he was, he's held really high up on my, he's on my Mount Rushmore, you know, David Icke. And, uh, and I really wanted to talk to him. And I, just, I was able to do that in July. You know, and it was, it was built up to that. So, yeah, I, I would have to say, you know, David, of course, uh, I've, I've made friends through this. Mark Devlin is a friend of mine from the UK, and I've, I've, uh, he's a, a musical truth researcher. Actually, man, you guys um, might want to have him on at some point. You want to talk about music and, and uh, the 80s scene, how many of these people were connected to the government. Um, and in the 60s, okay. Laurel Canyon, The Doors, you know, and how, how they're connected to you know, the secret agencies and all this other stuff. It's crazy. And Mark gets into that. Um, and uh, he's one of my favorite people to have on. Crow 777, of course. I love having Crow on. Um, who else? Uh, he, Crow reminds me a lot of us because I don't, because to my knowledge, he's never once shown his face. He keeps a very tight identity. Like he just, he has a, like a nickname. Like I call myself the nerd and She's a nerd. He, he kind of keeps his identity secret, which I appreciate. And I kind of stole that from him, actually, before we did the podcast. Awesome. Because like I said, I've been following you guys for a long time. And I'm like, I like this guy's style. I'm nowhere near his level as far as like knowing shit that people aren't supposed to know, like things that people try to keep under wraps. No, but I like that. I'm certainly not either. Go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, let me ask you this, man, because you, you, you talk about a lot of things. Is there any conspiracy theory out there that you've heard or something that someone's told you or try to get you to buy into that? You're like, no, nah, man, that shit's too crazy for me to believe in. Is there anything like that? There's nothing too crazy for me to listen to. Um, I will listen to anything. I want, you know, the, the only time I had a reaction, well, I did have a reaction like that when it came to 9-11. I was like, no, that's bullshit. And then now I'm here, of course, because I started looking into it. And <laughs> so, um, uh, or, so I try not to say things are bullshit, right? So the, the flat earth was one of them. I said, yeah, that's complete bullshit. I don't want to <laughs> hear it. Um, and uh, then I started looking into it and I was like, well, it might not be complete bullshit. Do I know that the earth is flat? I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, I start looking into some of it and I'm like, wow, it's not like these people are idiots. These people that are that are researching it and claiming that the earth is flat, you might think it's stupid off the face of it because we've gone to school and we've been indoctrinated to believe certain things. Certain things are are fact, concrete, no matter what, even though none of us have been to space. Not you, right, nor, right. Uh, unless you guys are hiding something from me that I don't know. You know, <laughs> I've certainly never been to space, so I don't know what the hell the earth looks like. I know I was told that the earth is round. I've been told what a globe looks like. I know that a long time ago, very smart people used to think the earth was flat and that was accepted. And people who said the earth was round were shun, uh, shun upon, you know, they were, they were looked at as they were crazy. It was a totally different way. And now it's flipped again. I have no idea, but I'll listen. Um, all right. But there's one guy that, that I, I think is complete nonsense. His name is, uh, not maybe his name. I'm not going to name his name, but um, you're going to say Dave Meltzer by any chance or Ryan said, <laughs> you know what? I think Meltzer <laughs> gets a bad rep, man. Everybody's everybody messes with, with Meltzer so much. I think he's right. Ninety percent of the time. 
He you is. He's, he's, he's normally on point. Yeah, I, I think he's right. I, I I subscribe to what he says. If he says it, it's probably going to happen. I, I don't know where the hate came from, but uh, <laughs> I, I get you. So let me ask you this question here, man. What's up, bro? What do you think about this? And this is something we talked about last night in our podcast. Because, you know, I'm sitting there like, man, we got to get ready for uh, Billy Ray, man. This guy's way too smart. We got to start oh, diving. Stop saying that. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> They're son of a bitch. It's very, very intelligent. So. So we talked about the movie Total Recall, not yeah. the bullshit version, the original version with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, the take me back to Mars, I, uh, that kind of thing. Mm. Now we were, and then we started deep diving a little bit. I think we spent like 20 minutes on this topic. It was really interesting. And my thing is implanted memories. And we're kind of going in that direction now. If you look at like AR and um, virtual reality, where they can basically put you in a scenario that you've never been in before. But you're cognizant, you're awake, you know, you're, you're aware of what's happening. So when you take off the goggles, you know you're not really there. Do you think they're ever going to be able to get to a point, and you have more insider info, they probably are doing it now that we don't know about. Do you think that they can just take your life and remove it and put memories in there, essentially, of things that you've never done before? All of that is possible. All of it. All of it is possible. Not, not only is it possible, I believe that um, it's... Uh, it's current state technology now that they've had probably for some time. You know, they, they can do all of that. They're talking about uploading your consciousness. And, and they talk about that word consciousness, and that triggers me because I don't think you can upload consciousness. We don't even understand what consciousness really is as a species. Exactly. You know, and you spoke about, I'm, I'm glad I'm just coming around a couple of things. You spoke about animals not knowing whether they, that they're going to die, right? And that's what we've been taught. We don't know that. We have no I, freaking idea. I'm about to say idea. the same thing. I didn't want to say that. Like, how do you know what an animal... God damn it. There's two people calling me out of my bullshit now. <laughs> but, like, I feel the same way about them saying, well, this animal only sees in black and white. How the hell do you know that? And I think they can figure that out, right? I, I don't know, but I think they can... And they see uh, animals that see in infrared and all that other stuff. You can kind of figure that out. But what an animal is thinking, they have zero idea. They can only guess. So, I mean... Uh, I beg to differ, right? I think animals know more than us when it comes to the natural. They're, they're more attuned to, to the, a natural way of living than we are. If anything, we've removed them just a bit from, from the natural. We're super far. Humans are like on the, on, the, on the wrong end of the spectrum when it comes to the natural, to the point where we're building artificial, which is the opposite of natural, artificial intelligence, you know? completely on the other end and, and the further we get from the natural the worse off we're going to be but um animals i think they're very aware and we don't give them the appropriate credit you know and, and they may very well know that they're going to die now you talk about um about implanting ideas into people's heads now they're taking what they say is consciousness they're going to upload that into a different brain, into a different body, just like they do computers. You take uh, your brain is the ultimate computer. It's uh, it's not AI. It's OI, right? It's organic intelligence is what we are. Mm -hmm. Whomever put us together. See, and you, you, you know, nerd, you, you say you don't, you know, you know, you don't know about God. That's perfectly fine that you need evidence. You are the evidence. You are the evidence, nerd. I am the evidence. Nerdette is the evidence. 
It's something. I think the devil had more to do with her than anything. Oh my god! <laughs> Either way, somebody put it together. Listen, I'm not here to judge. Okay, if, if that's the way it went down, that's fine. I don't believe. I don't believe him, Nerdette. I, I don't believe him. You sound angelic to me. Okay, so I, I I don't believe that for just one second. But regardless of that, right? Somebody put us together. If you look at us, the the, the chances of us just coming together as an organism, out of the question. You know, just just uh, uh, something blows up and all of a sudden we have, you know, wires throughout our body, which we call veins and arteries and and organisms that work in unison to produce uh, an end goal. Um, and that's what we are. You know, so um, they've take they're going to take this, your consciousness, your your memories and upload it into a different body. And uh, they can do that now. It's 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 the quest for immortality. Right. That's, that's what that's what they can do. But what they can't do, in my opinion, is if, if Nerdette, God forbid, Nerdette, you know, yeah. y- you pass away at some point. Yeah. And um, you have tons of money and you're like, OK, here's what I'm going to do um, when it looks like I'm going to pass. Listen, I want you to take all my memories, everything, take every everything in my brain uploaded into a different body that's been created for me. And they can do that now. And uh, you go ahead and do that. There will be another person. We're going to get to that point. I think we've already gotten to that point, but we're going to get to a point where it's common knowledge that that person that um, uh, your memories were transferred into will exist, will live and will sound like you act like you possibly look like you do what you do. But it's not going to be you. You're That's still, so creepy. Yeah, you're, you're still going to be, but, but this is the thing. This is the, the detachment. People think it's going to be them. People sure. think that, that, oh, well, I'm going to live forever. Consciousness is something that we haven't gotten our hands, uh, our, our, our grasp on, and we never will, in my opinion. We will never get it because uh, we weren't meant to get it. We're, we're special creatures. We can do a lot. We're, we're very smart. We, we live way under our potential, I think. But consciousness is not something we're going to be able to reach, um, to understand where it comes from, what it is. We, we, might, we might dig at it a, a bit, but a full understanding of it, we're never going to get it. And to think that, and this is just my opinion, I could be very wrong. You know, years from now, somebody will be listening to this, but dude, were you wrong, right? An um, opinion is never wrong, my friend. <laughs> hey, you know, um, but um, you, somebody like you will live on. You guys ever seen Superman? Oh, hell yeah, of course. The, the, the newest ones, the newest ones, right? And, and they have uh, this hologram of, uh, of uh, Kal-El's father. I forget his name. And, uh, uh, his name was Kal-El, or yeah. no, uh, no uh, Jor-El was the Jor-El, father. exactly. So they have this, this hologram of Jor-El, and um, Superman talks to him for advice. Now, Jor-El is long gone. He's dead. But this hologram comes up, and he speaks as Jor-El would. And he gives advice as Jarrell would, but it's not Jarrell, you know. It's not. It's just Jarrell's uh, memories and mannerisms and way of thinking that can be mimicked. And it's like that green Krypton crystal that he used or whatever it was. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that that's what we're gonna see that very soon. That that's well, that's done at this point. Like it's. I think we've we've hit the point of no return. Go ahead. Like you, you've seen the uh, there was a video on YouTube of Tupac performing as a hologram. Yeah, yes, yeah. someone and else a couple, too. A couple other ones out there. Yeah. And it's it's insane because like they're on stage and they're doing mannerisms like they used to do, and they're like performing with the was artist. Was Michael Jackson? 
Oh, I there think was it a was Michael Jackson. Yeah, they had one of Mike, I think, yeah. It's just absolutely insane, and, and that kind of brings me to the next topic I wanted to talk to you about, because there was a video I saw while I was deep diving the internet at like 3 o'clock in the morning, because my brain won't ever shut off, and I'm always awake looking at shit. Uh, have you ever heard of the celebrity Christina Hendricks? Yeah, I heard the name. Mm-hmm. She's like this redhead with these giant tits. She was on Mad Men, and uh, she's also in that Good Girls show now. Apparently, she's suing someone who made a very good deep fake video with her face. It looks just like her. There's a nice clip. You could probably search her, take it off her top or whatever. And they took her face and put it over an adult film star's body, and it looks so good that, like, it looks like like I was fooled. I'm like, holy shit, that's really her. And you look at it, and then somebody, you know, like, they put comments under the, the, the gifs or clips or whatever they are, and the person said, this is a deep fake. So I looked at deep fakes a little bit and I'm like, holy shit, like I didn't know people are that good with technology that they can take someone's face and make them do things they haven't done. But do you see this becoming a problem and how can we get past it when you can essentially take any single person on the street? It could be like, all right, well, Billy Ray Valentine has a problem with his next door neighbor. He might deep fake them robbing a bank and get them arrested for something they never did that <laughs> they can't disprove. I mean, like, when does it stop? How can we get past it? And like, what kind of path are we going down? It, it doesn't stop and we don't get past it. We, we provide temporary solutions for, for emerging problems. And the thing with technology is, and, and I've said this before in articles that I've written, it's, it's, uh, it's technological whack-a-mole, right? And that's the problem with tech. It will solve one situation, but from that one problem, Four, five, six, seven others will arise after you solve that one. The solution will cause X amount of other problems. So that's that's the road we're going down. Now, if, if you look at any movie, any space movie that was made in the last two years, it it looks real as hell. You know, if you see the new Star Wars movie, what's what's the name of uh, Princess Leia? She passed away, right? She couldn't be in it, and they just plugged her in it. And it looks real as hell. A lot of yeah. these, um, uh, what is it, animals or, or beasts uh, are CGI. And they yeah. look incredible. You know, so what's to say they can't fake it now? Like you see a Tupac hologram and you can still kind of tell it's a hologram. It's only a matter of time before they perfect that technology if they haven't already. Because we're about 30 to 50 years behind what we see in the mainstream to what they actually have. So... In a couple of years, you're going to see Earth, Wind, and Fire back together with all its original members <laughs> on stage. You know, we're, we're going to see uh, uh, The Doors with Jim Morrison. There's not going to be a need for people to be cover bands because we got these holograms up there. And people are going to pay money to see it. People are going to pay money to see it. And it's going to sound exactly like The Doors, and it's going to mimic uh, Jim Morrison's every single move. And it's going to look super real, but it'll be a hologram. When do we get to the point where the president of the United States is a hologram? And how will we know the difference? How will we know the difference? We won't. And, and th- there's no way of getting around this. There's going to be protections put in place, but there's protections put in place for everything now. Somebody's going to find a way around it. Somebody finds a way to hack into the Pentagon. They've done it. You know, or, or hack into, I don't know, Chase Bank's archives. You know, they can ch- hack into whatever they want. So somebody's going to find a way around all of that. It's nothing but problems coming in the future. Sure, a lot of things will be made easy. A lot of things will be made convenient. And a lot of good will probably come of it. 
but is it worth all the bad that we're going to get? We're going to be transformed into something completely different. It's not conspiracy theory. This is just the way the world is going right now. Now, I, I can definitely see the benefit for it because my dad, he passed away in 2007. God my first you. daughter, yeah, thank you. Uh, my, my first daughter wasn't born until 2009. Eight. Or 2008. Eight, eight, I'm, I'm sorry, late, but... So let's just say if, like, I wanted to introduce them now, you could theoretically do that with a hologram, you know, or something like that. So I could see the good of it. But do you see a point where you can't trust the court systems anymore? Because, no, that wasn't me. It was a hologram. You know, like, do you ever see that being a defense? Because maybe 23andMe are in cahoots with these people, and they're given the DNA to leave at the crime scene. What? With the hologram people. See, I'm getting deep in this conspiracy oh stuff. <laughs> anything can be done. Anything can be faked. Unfortunately, that's where we're at, you know, and, and uh, will it happen on a normal basis? I don't know. I, 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 I can't I can't say all I can tell you is anything can be done and anything can be faked. This entire reality that we're in right now is a bootleg reality. I don't know if you guys are aware. There's a lot of people that may not even agree with me, but there's not a lot of things that I actually say that I'm right about. This whole thing that, we're that we've created for ourselves, that we've built for ourselves, this is a knockoff of the original, of the original reality. Everything can be faked, every single thing. So as the more we go into, the deeper we go, there's going to come a point where it's going to be the matrix. People are not going to want to leave their pods. Did you guys see Ready Player One? You guys see that movie? Yes, that movie. So I always reference that. And the movie Idiocracy as well. I reference yeah. those two together a lot. Idiocracy was great. Ready Player One, I didn't want to see. They took me to go see it kicking and screaming. I had uh, nothing better to do. Well, I, I had time to kill. Um, mm -hmm. my, my, my boy was at a party, and I wasn't about to leave him um, alone. Well, I didn't want to come back to the Bronx anyway. I live in the Bronx. I didn't want to come back. So I, I needed to stay in Brooklyn. And uh, we needed to go see a movie, and uh, Ready Player One was the only thing playing. And I wanted to do everything else but that. Regardless, I sat down and I watched it, and it was phenomenal. And uh, regardless, uh, on top of that, there are a lot of hidden symbolism in that movie. That movie is coded. It was made by, made by uh, Steven Spielberg, if I'm not mistaken. I think he, he directed it. And I'm the not... whole movie is, is a Freemasonic ritual. You know, and and uh, I, I can't... Uh, I won't do it justice by sitting down and explaining it to you because uh, I only know on the surface. I was able to follow it because I know what, what to look for and, and know what to see. But the whole movie is a Freemasonic ritual, <laughs> the entire thing. One of these days, I, I'll sit back and, 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 uh, and explain it to you. Actually, maybe I'll have somebody on to explain it, and I'll send you the, the episode. But, um, but um, this guy, right, the kid, Percival was, was his name, right? That's the name of his character. Yes, yeah. Percival. Percival was um, an, an entity that lived in an alternative reality. And all they can do was, was uh, you know, all they wanted to do was be in that alternative reality to the point where they had to pass laws. I think at the end of the movie when Percival, um, you know, took over the, the corporation. I've only seen the movie once, so I don't remember all the details. But when he took over the corporation that created that world, he passed laws that on, on Thursdays or on Saturdays, you wouldn't come here. You would actually spend time in the real world with your family because um, everybody was so immersed in that game. It's going to come to that point where everybody just wants to live in the other world because the other world has something to offer them that reality or what we feel is reality can't offer us at the moment. 
it's it's gonna be crazy. That's that's the way it's it's gonna work out altogether. Percival, right? For one, just to give you a little bit, um, he was one of the knights of the round table, right? And he was one of the guys that um was uh, seeking the holy grail, Percival, in in legend. There's no mistake in that. He was named that for a reason. You know, Artemis is another one that was the 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 female. You know, the huntress Artemis, and it fits her her character in that movie. The whole thing is encoded. I, I forget uh, what's the name um, the name of the of the guy that ran it that looked like an elder. He looked like a like a, a magician. You guys remember his name? I can't can't remember his name. Like we saw the movie once, yeah, and we we're like smitten by it, but we never went back and like really watched it a second time because we're we have short attention spans. We can't really watch. <laughs> So uh, uh, the, the magician, um, well, he wasn't a magician. He was the guy that ran that world, that had built the virtual world. And he was like a comic book geek and, uh, and a movie geek. And he made himself look like a magician inside that world. He had the big, long beard. He had a robe on, the whole deal. And that is the Hermes uh, Trismegistus character. So Hermes, right? Uh, Gandalf the Grey. Uh, from Lord of the Rings, it's the same character. Or uh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, it's the same okay. character. They they um they're the elder that knows, that teaches, and that will only give you but so much, you know, because he wants you to learn and you to find your way. But he will help you along that way. That's what that character played. Um, that was that's what that character represented. I should say that whole movie is super deep. Uh, but regardless, just on a surface level, it's entertaining as hell. But it's it's a it's a window to what we're gonna experience very very soon. We're definitely on our way, my friend. Uh, Nerdette does now, have a question for you. What's up, Nerdette? It's good to hear from you. <laughs> Listen, these kids, man, I'm like running in and out of the room because they're being so loud. So ah, man, you're good. Yeah, I do have a question for you because I'm a huge Beatles fan. The Beatles. Uh, and Liverpool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I've heard that supposedly Paul McCartney is dead and someone took his place. Mm-hmm. So, but, but how can that, seriously, man, how can that happen? <laughs> how can two people be that ugly in life that one's replaced the other? Stop. Better question <laughs> is how can two people be so damn talented, right? There you go. <laughs> Touche. I just, I just don't understand that. Because there's another one, too, like um, Avril Lavigne or something that they say it about, too, right? Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. her. No, there's Katy Perry is John Benet Ramsey. There's yeah, that that's, one. What that's what they're saying. That's probably nonsense. Who knows? You know, <laughs> put it out there. It's very possible. I, I I don't think it's true, but it's very possible. But uh, the Paul McCartney one is an interesting one. I love, I love the Beatles conspiracy. I freaking love it. You know, and and here's the deal, right, with Paul. Yeah. Um, either there's two possibilities here. He died and he was replaced. Or <laughs> they, they were uh, fucking around with people from day one and stuck to the drill. So many clues. And this is, there's no way this is a coincidence. They, the Beatles did this on purpose. They put this legend out there on purpose. They left clues in their album covers on purpose. They left clues in their lyrics on purpose. Very recently, and by recently, I mean a few years ago, um, when Letterman still had his show, Paul McCartney went on Letterman and he played up to the let to, to the beliefs that that he was replaced and that he had died. You can find it on YouTube. 
know, he was oh. asked he was asked about it and he played up to it. He was like, Oh, you know, it's a pop. You know how he does. <laughs> you know, and um, um very good. <laughs> I love that conspiracy, man. Um so the whole thing is that he died. Right? He either died uh, I think he I think it was November eleventh. In November eleventh, nineteen sixty-six. I could be wrong about that, so don't don't quote me. How are they gonna come up with the day that he died? Hey man, that's, that's, that's the legend, no. right? So he 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 died. So because this one creeped me out too. I'm not really a Beatles guy, but man, I thought that was weird. Like, so he got killed or died or whatever, and got replaced by another Paul McCartney. Yeah, they yeah. just had one on standby. They yeah. Shoved him in there. Well, Why you know what is that? Is that really hard to believe that they had one on standby? How many people have knockoffs of them? Doubles. Yeah, all of these celebrities true. do. All of them. Yeah, you know, that's and, true. and there were known the Beatles that they had doubles because people were mobbing them all over. First off, the the original when the Beatles arrived to the United States and they were mobbed, and you know you get to see that uh, that um, classic footage of them being mobbed. That was mm-hmm. all engineered, by the way. It shocked me too. Okay, that was all by design. Like that, people were paid to go there, you know, and, and do that. It was it was a what? big marketing campaign. You know, we all fell for it. Yeah. Well, I know some boy bands in the 90s did that, too. Yeah, like yeah, some yeah. lesser known like O-Town and the other ones, they would pay fans to show up. So it would look like there was a bigger reaction to make other people want them more. Yeah. And, and, and the Beatles were the first. It was the first and the most famous and the most successful experiment like this that they did. Everything else has been modeled after the Beatles. So Paul McCartney dies. And this is the machine, the biggest uh, um, band in the history of music as we know mm-hmm. it. It's the Beatles. Paul McCartney, the cute one, freaking dies. What the hell do you do? He dies in a car accident with a lady. Um, and um, they come to the rest of the Beatles, let them know, listen, Paul is dead. We got to hang this up. And they go, no, 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 we can't. We can't hang this up. We're, waking, we're making way too much money. Uh, let's bring in this guy. His name is Billy Shears. And um, Billy Shears takes over as... Paul McCartney and he's kind of taller than Paul he looks a bit different but very similar to Paul right and he steps in and and he becomes David Sergeant Pepper it's a completely different band and they never tour again that that's the part that I found like mind-blowing the Beatles never toured again After Sgt. Pepper, they never freaking did it. Why not? They had all the money to make. They never toured again. Ever. Yeah, wow. Okay. My brain is growing wrinkles by the second. I'm regretting that I brought that up now. Let me me give you one more. Let me give you one more, right? So we're talking. (laughs) I love this one, right? But um, um, we did a show on it uh, a long time ago. So I'm I'm pulling. I'm just trying to off the top of the head. I don't have any notes in front of me, right? So there was... um, Damn, what's her name? Linda. Linda McCartney. Was, no, not Linda. Who was the second? his second wife? Oh, it's the second wife. I, I know Linda was the first. Linda's the first, and Linda passed away, right? I, I will find that information. She's young. Isn't she young? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, uh, her, the one that's yeah. still alive, um, she divorced uh, Paul McCartney, right? She took, like, half of his the money. Fake lady, right? What's that? It was the one with the fake leg, and it was yeah. Heather Mills. Heather Mills. Boom. Beautiful. She was on Apprentice and all that. Good, good job, nerd. Thank you very much. Heather Mills. Um, <laughs> so she goes on television and says, they asked her, you know, what happened with Paul? And she's like, well, 
it's um, it's the, the, the worst thing I've ever been through in my life. And she goes, it's not infidelity. It's not anything. It was just a, a lie so big that if you knew it, it would, it, that if it got out, it would destroy everything. That's what she said. Okay. What? <laughs> like, okay, all right, man. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Billy Shears turned out to be a better musician than Paul McCartney, in my opinion. Right. Oh, this my guy God. Was, you know, yeah. he, he wrote, he wrote, um, what is it? Uh, yesterday he wrote, um, live and let die band on the run. Right. Billy Shears is the freaking man. Like I love Paul McCartney too. You know, drive my car. <laughs> That's a great freaking song. But, uh, it was an upgrade in my opinion, but this guy was supposed to be taller than Paul. And, uh, I think it, they did dental records and ear dental examinations and ear examinations. And a lot of people that have done them, experts claim that, uh, they're two different Pauls. That's what expert claims. So yes. it could be it could be that somebody subbed in for those pictures, you know, and, and uh, it was a double that way, or he could have just been replaced altogether. But the possibility does exist. And the, and the Beatles don't shy away from this. They're complicit because they put it out there every chance they get, and they've never, ever backed away from this fully. So they're complicit in it one way or another. Are there side-by-side pictures online? Yeah, yeah, you can, you can find all that. Phone. I'm going to be looking you all this stuff up. You will fall down a rabbit hole. I'll tell you, you're going to be doing that all night. Oh, I do it all night regardless, man. I can't fall asleep. I got anxiety and all sorts of weird shit going on in my head. But but this is amazing, man. We got a freaking expert on the show, and oh, there's so many questions I have for this man. <laughs> We've gone an hour, and I'm like, I'm like, holy crap. It's like we got so much shit to talk about. Have you ever seen a movie – uh, Mr. Billy Ray. Uh, it was a Justin Timberlake movie called In Time. I try not to watch anything involving Justin Timberlake. So, um, <laughs> oh, let me give you the premise real quick. I, I know the premise. I know the movie. I've never seen it, but I, I know the premise. So I can't give you specifics of the movie because I haven't seen it. But I know the overall that it's it's uh, like a credit system, right? Almost or something. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. they replace money, and yeah. I think this is a great idea because the fact that money. <laughs> Is something that, like, you know, you can be the most intelligent man in the world to be homeless or the dumbest man to be the richest man in the world. There needs to be something that kind of puts us all in an equal playing ground, and that's what I liked about this. If you wanted to be rich, you can spend all your credits to get a mansion, but you'll live a shorter life. But if you wanted a longer life, you could live a modest life and just barely spend your credits and live as long as you can possibly live while your credits hold out. Do you think it's possible that this can be something that replaces money and I mean, it, it, it kind of gets in the supernatural realm because, like, how can you limit someone's life by putting a bracelet on their arm or whatever? I, I forgot what mechanism they used to shorten their lives. Or was it, am I thinking of a different movie? It might have been a tattoo. I mean, like, we, we've only saw this movie once. But do you think there's a way to replace currency? And it may not even have to go down this realm of the Justin Timberlake movie. Do you think there's a better way than having currency, like physical currency, like just give people, like, rations or something? Here's the problem. The nerd hates money. I, I fucking hate it. I really do. <laughs> That's the problem, and he wants a way out. The, uh, the only way out, man, to be honest, I, I, if I knew the way out, I'd have taken it by now, so I can't even give you a, a good way out of this. But um, I, I don't think that's the solution. Who controls the credits? Right? That, that's when it becomes a, a serious issue. Whoever controls the credits controls you, period, end of story. They're already doing away with physical money, so if physical money is your, is your problem, it's not going to be around for very long. Right, there's a there's a lot of stores out here in NYC that only take uh, digital currency, meaning a debit card. That's it. Yep. Eventually, debit cards will be out. Credit cards will be out. It, it'll be either uh, a microchip that you scan. I mean, they already have Apple Pay. 
you can do this stuff with your phone. Yep. Right? It's a, it's um it's it's this this stuff goes in stages, right? Wearable devices is what they is one of the stages and uh you know, carryable ones like an iPhone or an Apple Watch. And and then they're going to eventually it becomes a hassle, right? I mean, you don't want to carry around this phone everywhere you go. You don't want to have this wallet on you everywhere you go, you know, a card. What the hell? You know, like, come on. Everybody's already talking about money. Like, what's the money? Get the hell up, put it in the bank, get a debit card. What the hell is wrong with you? So yeah. eventually it's going to be like, why are you walking around with that debit card? Why don't you implant this microchip in your palm? And it'll be good. It'll serve as, um, you know, your ID and your credit card and everything else. But now, you know, they have this uh, heart reading technology that can identify you by your heartbeat. And uh, this is uh, the military. All this technology comes out of the military first, all of it, and it rolls downhill to us, right? So they have they have this technology that reads your heartbeat. Eventually, I believe that a technology like this, either this technology or a technology like this one, will completely replace all types of currency and all types of identification, because everybody has an individual heartbeat that is is uh, unique to that person. So. So Are there some people out there that already have something on them where um, in order to get into their work building or whatever, they yeah. have to scan the wrist or they have to scan something. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, got yeah. something in them. Yeah. In, uh, in Sweden, this is a big deal right now. Uh, everybody's doing it. Not everybody, but there's a good amount of people that have implanted chips in them to yeah. open up doors and, and, and get into clubs and stuff like that. You know, it's the cool thing to do. And people are going to do it. You think people aren't going to do it? Uh, I, I, uh, I had a... A conversation with Stevie Richards the other day, and he's like, "Yeah, just slap an, an Apple logo on it, <laughs> and people will go get it." And he's absolutely right. You know, you slap an Apple logo on it, and, and people are gonna go get it. You know, and uh, people yep. are gonna be lining up. They're already lining up for the technology. They're lining up for the phones. Um, I, I'm out here. There's the the Apple store in Midtown Manhattan, right across the street from Central Park, uh, and there are lines upon lines out there when something comes out. It are wrapped around the block. To get their hands on this one thousand dollar phone, they love that shit. Now. Yeah, they yeah. love that shit. So, so we're going in that direction. Personally, any type of uh, economic system that we've never had. Like, I mean, I know it's 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 a it's a trigger word here: capitalism and socialism and all this other stuff. They're all means of control, in my opinion. All of them. It all keeps us enslaved. And I'm, I don't have an answer. I don't have a way out. I just don't. I just realize that these are all means of control. So, I mean, to give up life credits, it's not something I'm trying to do. You're not trying to now. And now check this. Check this, nerd. They have this blood test now that can determine when you're going to die. So that's out of the question now. Day, as a matter of fact, I was listening to someone else. Well, talk that about that. I don't yeah. want to know. Yeah, that, that, absolutely not. I think but, it was a Dana last show. She mentioned it. And, and so so let's say that that pretty much uh, narrows down your chances with, with your life credits. <laughs> you're going to die in 10 years, dude. This is Fuck. what you got left, you know, Fuck. and or you're going to die in five, you know, whatever that is. I don't want to know either. But this yeah. is where we're headed. Wait till wait till um, in health insurance companies get their hands on tests like this and they make you take a test like that. If you're going to get insured by them. Wait till that happens. Yeah. It's coming. Now, it's funny because like we kind of brought it back to the whole um, Ready Player One movie with what you just said. And it's funny because like people used to use cash and it's like, OK, well, this takes too much effort. Let me use my debit card. That takes too much effort. Let me just wave my fat arm towards this mechanism that takes my money from me. Mm-hmm. And eventually it's going to get that way with life, too, because like, hey, why do I have to walk to work? Yes. I can drive a car. Yeah. 
<laughs> why drive my car if I can just put this headset on and just be there? Why yeah. why do I have to fuck my my significant other if I can put this headset on and and, and virtually thrust into oh, them? Oh, please do that. When do <laughs> but when do we stop? Like when does this stop and say, hey, we're getting too lazy. Our bodies are becoming weaker. Genetically, we're going to be weaker because we're doing less with ourselves exactly. as physical beings now. When are we going to bring this thing back around and get back to hunting for our food? Ben Hamin, bless his soul, that man is a hunter. He goes out and kills shit and eats it. You know, like that's a real man right we're there. We're going to become idiocracy. That's what's happening. We are. That's what we're headed towards. And I love that movie. Anybody who's listening, I implore you to please watch that movie and Ready Player One because they are actual educational pieces for where we're going as people. But Billy Ray, listen, we are getting you know, like we're over an hour now. And I know you're a very important man. It's got a lot of shit to do. And we and as we're talking, I keep writing down more questions because there's so much <laughs> shit to talk about. I wish I could reach through this computer screen, grab you and, and tie you to a chair in our house. and just ask you questions all night long because you're very entertaining, my friend. Hmm. But uh, you do he live in. <laughs> he's like, he's like this guy's fucking crazy. This guy might be working for the Clintons. <laughs> but you live in New York City, and mm-hmm. I saw something a while back that was about vampire clubs in New York City where people would actually bite each other, like physically like bite each other and extract blood. Is, is this real? Dude, I went to a vampire club. <laughs> no, Get the hell out of here, Please man. explain. Hey, hey, right, so here, I, I had a friend, right, and, and uh, he, I lost contact with him. He lives in D.C. now. Um. And uh, we, we were in a band, right? I, w- I wasn't a band. I thought I was going to be a rock star. And um, we used to jam out at his house from time to time. He was a drummer, man. And, uh, you know, uh, never once did I think he was a fucking vampire. He's not a vampire, but still, like, <laughs> listen to this, right? So, <laughs> and he's like, yo, dude, what are you doing tonight, man? I'm like, nothing, man. I had nothing to do. You know, I, I didn't have a girl at the time, nothing. And uh, he's like, yo, you want to come with me to, uh, to this spot? Like, yeah, sure, bro. Let's go. To the spot. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, where, where are we going? He's like, we're going to a club, you know, and I'm like, um, I, you know, I, I'm not a club person. I've, I've never been that, you know, so I, I didn't have um, the right gear for it. You know, I'm not, I wasn't all decked out or whatever. So it wasn't my thing. It's like, now you're good, you know, so I, I used to wear white t-shirts <laughs> and leather jackets and that's it. I, I still kind of do the same leave thing. leave your scarf at home when you come to this club. That's basically what he said. Man, <laughs> let me tell you, brother. You know, and and then, so, so. Some time passes, he picks me up in his car. I sit down. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? You know, I'm looking at him. <laughs> and he looks completely different. I'm like, dude, what, what, the, what, what the hell? Oh, my God. Where are you taking me? And he's like, no, we're going to this club, man. It's going to be cool. I'm like, man, I'm like, why are you all leathered up? I'm like, are you wearing makeup, man? I'm like, well, what is this? What's going on? Listen, I'm not, I don't hold anything against anybody. You want to do that shit, go right ahead, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a shock to me. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting this. And, okay. and I'm like, all right, man. I'm like, okay. And I, another, I was with another friend. It wasn't just me. Um, it was me, my friend, and then, you know, my, my vampire, who's not a vampire. So, <laughs> so we rolled into this, into this club. And I walk in there, man, and it's dark. I mean dark. And smoke all over the place. And I'm like, holy shit, right? I'm going to die. It looked like Blade <laughs> in there, man. I'm like, what the f- is going on? And all these people like leathered up uh, tattoos all over the place and they had fangs. I'm like, how do these people get fangs? I'm like, what is going on here? I'm like, and I brought my friend. I'm like, yo, what, what, what is this? He's like, yo, man, just chill, man. Just be cool. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm like, what? what? I, I, cause I stick out like a sore thumb, you know, like I'm over here. I'm the only guy wearing white. 
Like, <laughs> that might be a problem, you know, and, and I'll never forget it, man. I'm, I'm walking around. There's some really sexy ladies in there. I'll tell you that much, man. But reg- I'm walking around and uh, people are just doing the weirdest shit. I'm like, all right, okay. And, and you know, I, I, my, my friend is off dancing by himself in a corner. Really weird by itself. And, and there's a ton of people dancing by themselves. Like, but doing weird dances, it's not anything I've ever seen before. It's like just weird shit. And um, I'll never forget it. I, I, I stare into this corner and there is a big table in, this, in the corner of, of this area where I was at. And there are three people sitting there. Long hair. One dude and I think two females, one on each side. And they're just sitting, not moving, not doing anything, looking straight ahead. That was it. I mean, there's all, all sorts of stuff happening, all kinds of crazy crap, and they are just sitting there. And, and I, I must have stared at them for about, I don't know, 10 minutes, waiting for something to move, and they didn't freaking move. They were like statues. I bring my friend over, my other friend, not my vampire friend. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on, dude? I'm getting the fuck out of here, bro. I'm like, those people haven't moved in 10 minutes, man. Not, <laughs> nothing. I'm like, nothing. What is going on? And he's like, yo, just hang out. My friend really dug it. You know, my, my other friend. He's like, yo, I'm having fun, man. I'm like, this chick is really cool. I'm going to go hang with her. I'm like, she wants nothing to do with you, bro. I'm like, these people are freaking vampires, man. Like, we, we, we're not vampires. You know, like, they, they want to chill with each other. And uh, I didn't see any blood drinking, but I saw a lot of fangs, a lot of black, a lot of gargoyles, and three people that did not move the entire time I was there. Anyway, I left. after I, I just left. I left my other friend behind. I, I spoke to him afterwards, and he was like, yeah, I like to do that sort of stuff, man. I thought you would dig it. I'm like, you could warn me next time, hey, we're going to a vampire club. You know, that, that, something. Some kind of heads up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that legit okay. happened to me. It was it was it was nuts. So yeah, all sorts of crazy crap over here in New York. You name it, they'll they'll do it. There are definitely people that drink blood out here, without without a doubt, one hundred percent. Oh my god. <laughs> so, Mister Billy Ray Valentine, do you have a, do you have time for a couple more rapid yeah, fire? Man, yeah, man, yeah, like, we're good, we're good. Come on. Beautiful. There, there, there's definitely two topics I kind of want to get into a little bit, but I'm gonna throw a couple quick ones at you. All right. Uh, so, Ben Laden. And these are a couple quick ones here. Uh, what is up with like they said he had American porno like around him when they found him? Is it him or was that Saddam Hussein that they found like a ton of like American porn like like Jenna Jameson like like weird <laughs> shit? And why did they not show the body of Bin Laden when they killed him? Because that's something you think they'd want to brag about. You they know? dumped him in the ocean, didn't they? It didn't make any sense. Do you have any insider information on that, uh, Mr. Yeah, Billy? That, what the fuck that, happened? That wasn't Bin Laden. And anything that you found, that they say they found there, like porn or whatever, that was just to demonize and, and further you know, add to the character that was Osama Bin Laden. Osama Bin Laden was a CIA agent, admitted his name, his code name was Tim Osmond. He used to work for the United States. This wasn't anything new to anyone. Uh, They knew who this guy was. They knew what he was about. They funded him. The Bushes and the Bin Laden. The Bin Laden family is a very wealthy, very powerful family. The Bushes used to go on vacation with them, right? To that level. They had business dealings. The Carlisle Group. uh, That's Tony Blair. They all used to sit down with the Bin Ladens and chill. You know, so, so Osama Bin Laden was a very rich guy. He wasn't spending time in any freaking caves. This is bull. It's all a bunch of nonsense. And they say they killed him, right? Barack Obama, I think that was in 2011. He came yeah. out. 
he came out and said that um that Bin Laden was dead and he and it was May first on May Day. We've captured Osama Bin Laden and we've killed him, and we're not gonna show you his pictures because. We threw him overboard according to Islamic law. Meanwhile, there's no Islamic people that can verify such a law. Um, they didn't want his gravesite to become a shrine. Uh, second, there are reports that bin Laden died shortly after 9-11. He was on dialysis. He was, on, he was in an American uh, hospital in Dubai, Osama bin Laden was. Uh, getting dialysis, he got visited. This is after 9-11. He got visited by... Um, by CIA agents, you know, American agents that, that went in there to talk to him after they knew where he was the entire time, right? If you look at this raid that went down in, uh, in Pakistan where he was supposedly hiding, right? Um, yeah. The CIA was living next to him, admittedly. Admittedly, they've admitted that none of this is conspiracy theory. The CIA was living next to the compound where he was, and they couldn't identify him. They had um, technology that, that could spy in his house. They used to know what this person, whomever they put in there, would do and everything, and they could not identify him. They have all this. They can spot pennies from, from the sky, supposedly. We are led to believe that they have this technology, that they can find pennies from space, with these, and they can't identify Osama bin Laden, and you're living right next to him, right? Then people that live, first off, this was an exclusive area in Pakistan, um, in uh, uh, where where Bin Laden was living, an affluent area, um, and uh, they spoke to many of the neighbors there, and the neighbors said, "Yeah, that's bullshit. Osama Bin Laden's not here. If he was here, if he was here for that amount of time, we'd have known it." They're like, "Osama Bin Laden wasn't here. That's a bunch of nonsense." Um, Leon Panetta, who was the um, head of the CIA at the time, admitted that they never had um, confirmation that whomever they killed was Osama bin Laden. Barack Obama also admitted that they never had confirmation that whomever they killed was Osama bin Laden. Never, never, they never had 100% intelligence on it. Never. Wait, they admitted that? Yeah, I, I can send you a video. Oh I made it. I, I made the video, and you can, you can find... All right, because it was a 16... Was it 16 minutes? I forget what it was. A PBS, whatever. You can find the sources where I took the clips from. Go watch them. They admit this on television. Uh, yes. it, it was, it was, I think it was on PBS. Leon Panetta, they had a whole interview with him about the Bin Laden raid. And he just admits it. He's like, yeah, we never had 100% confirmation. I think Barack Obama said it was 50-50. Oh, like, my yeah. God. He's like, it was, it was a 50-50 operation at the end of the day because they told him, I'm like, what made you make the decision to pull the trigger and go in there? He's like, well, ultimately, it was 50-50. We didn't know what we were getting when we went in there. Right? They said there was a firefight. Um, yeah. And and uh, turns out Bin Laden didn't even have a freaking gun, right? Um, so what what's what's the deal there, right? Um, um, like I said, the CIA was living next to him the entire time, never could identify him, never could bring him in. This was all theater, theater for the masses. That's what it was. Um, Bin Laden was probably dead a long, long time ago, and um, whomever they killed, that poor sap that they killed that day. That definitely wasn't Bin Laden. If you guys go look at the video of, oh, well. uh, that they found supposedly in this compound, it's Bin Laden. Who fucking does this, guys? Listen, man. Like, Bin Laden filming himself watching himself on TV. Who the fuck does... I, I've done it many times, actually. I film myself <laughs> watching myself on TV all the time and put it away and save it for, for a rainy day. 
Like, who does that? And this is legit the evidence that we have, people. Like, if you think I'm full of shit, just go look it up. It's there. You know, no, this we're is the, the so much stuff tonight. It's not even funny. This is the evidence that they're giving. You know, it's it's Osama bin Laden. Some dude that looks like Osama bin Laden because actually Osama bin Laden has changed many times throughout history. There was the skinny Osama, the old Osama, the young Osama, the fat Osama. There's so many different Osama bin Ladens that that has that have been used throughout time. It's crazy. Tim Osman yeah. is his name. CIA asset from the beginning. The Mujahideen was funded by the United States. This is our this is our deal. That was our guy, and he had nothing to do with September 11th. Admitted by the F. I'm sorry, dude. Admitted by the FBI that he had nothing to do with September 11th. They can't even charge him with it. If you go look at his um. At his uh, CIA, I mean, at, at his FBI Most Wanted poster, um, it's still online. Go look at all the crimes they charge him with. You can't find 9/11 anywhere there. Why is that? Dude, my fucking mind is blown right now. Seriously, <laughs> like I don't even know what to think. Oh, God. Gotta, and like as you're saying all this, I'm like keeping notes of all these things I have to look up later because <laughs> I'm gonna be up all night long. She's gonna be pissed because the iPad light is gonna be keeping her awake. <laughs> Because I'm laying in bed next to her. Uh, holy shit, man. Hey, uh, let me ask you about Atlantis. Because I know I've heard you guys talk about Atlantis before. you got to be pulling my leg on this one, man. This is what I can't believe in. Like, an actual, like, human beings living under the ocean. Is this something that is, like, people take seriously? Or is this, like, a thing that, like, it can't be proved? Like, there's people that live under the water in the ocean. Like, Aquaman. <laughs> like that, he's you know? laughing at you man no no I'm not he said like Aquaman and that made me laugh I laugh all the time I don't know why <laughs> I don't know why I do it uh, besides I mean things are funny and I laugh at them but <laughs> I just laugh at things uh, there's no other way to explain it um, <laughs> see I'm doing it right now um, regardless um, I don't know if there's people that live under the sea I can believe it. Uh, over, I, I forget what the exact stat is, but over ninety percent of the ocean, they have no idea what is there, what there is there. So, is it possible? Absolutely, man. We have no idea what this Earth is about. We have talked about that before, where you know you have no idea, like the type of treasure and stuff that's in the water. Oh God, because there's so many miles and miles of ocean, like you can't explore all that. You have no idea what's out there. They have no idea. They have zero idea, right? So do they have bases underwater? Most likely, right? And there's the, the unidentified uh, uh, underwater objects, right, that come out from underwater. They probably have bases down there. Atlantis in itself, um, do I believe it existed? Yes, I do believe Atlantis existed. Um, I think Atlantis was, you know, and this is nothing new. This, is, this isn't an original thought of mine. Um, there is, and I, I tend to subscribe to this theory. Doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean I fully subscribe, but I tend to subscribe to it. That Atlantis was um, a very advanced civilization before us, you know, and something happened and uh, there was a big catastrophe and all those people that were in Atlantis, they spread out to different places, to to Egypt, right, is one of them, and uh to, you know, South and Central America, everywhere you find these beautiful pyramids, right? That's supposed yep. to be Atlantean technology. And uh, that's where it came from. So there's the out-of-Africa theory, right? That yeah. everybody came out of Africa. There's the out-of-Europe theory, that everybody came out of Europe. And, and there's the out-of-Atlantis theory, 
And I feel like that, I mean, and there's always going to be more. There's, we're never going to get to the end of this. And that's, that's my problem with mainstream uh, intelligence, I should say, or main, mainstream. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Oh, that's that fine, man. Mainstream um, information that they feed us. They want us to believe a narrative. Meanwhile, they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. They're just putting theories together. And sure. if they came on and said, hey, it's a theory, don't believe it, we just think this, and some people do do that, but it's taught to us in school as if it's legit. It's the truth. It's a fact. And they don't, they don't know that. So even, let's say we're right about Atlantis, something probably happened before that. And we're never going to get to the end of it. You know, but that's the out of Atlantis theory, that, that all these people came out of Atlantis and taught other people or just started new civilizations how to build pyramids and how to do certain things. They had, uh, I believe, that at one point there was a civilization here that was more attuned to the earth than we are. And they were able to do things that rival, if not um, surpass, anything that we're able to do. And they were able to do it in a way that that balanced out with the earth, that, that used the earth as a way to do it rather than build all this artificial crap that we've done. It's a completely different route. So uh, yeah, I think I think Atlantis was a thing. Edgar Casey, you guys, are you guys are aware of Edgar Casey? I've heard the name no. on a previous podcast, but yes. I've never actually like deep dive into him though. So he's a dude, right? He's dead, of course, but um, he's called the Sleeping Prophet, and this is admitted history too. Um, he used to go to sleep and he'd fall into a trance, and there's books upon books upon books because there's the Edgar Casey Library. It exists of everything he ever wrote. Because he used to fall into a trance and start writing. Oh, no, somebody would write these things while he was in a trance. And he would give, uh, you know, like uh, uh, remedies. Like a lot of remedies, I think, that we use today were based on on, uh, on Edgar Cayce's, uh, you know, how do you call this? Uh, not predictions, but his, his channeled information when he used to fall to, fall to sleep. He used to, he used to heal people. Presidents used to go to him. And he would tell like them. Premonition, right? Yeah. You, you know, like a premonition kind of? Yeah, it wasn't a premonition. It was more, he would fall into a trance and start spewing out stuff. He would connect oh, okay. to something. There's something called the Akashic Records. Like, you know, the cloud, right? The, the, and if you have an iPhone, you know, you connect to the cloud yeah. and all your information is stored in the cloud, right? And remember, yeah. I said that everything is a, a knockoff of the real. There is a real cloud that has all our information and all our history and everything there. People call it the Akashic Records, right? And some people, like psychics, quote-unquote, they claim to be able to access this. That's why some people are, are more attuned and, and are successful. You know, like uh, some people get called in to go to police departments and solve, solve stuff for them because they, they have a connection to something that some of, some of us have lost. We, we don't know the There's connection exists. There's psychics and stuff out there, man. I, I, I asked one a question and like she oh, got me Sylvia Brown, completely by the way. freaking wrong, man. Yeah, I, well, so I mean, there's pissed. con artists for sure, you know. You know, there's there's, there's there's a lot of con artists out there. There's a lot of people that are wrong. I've experienced stuff, and I've I've never been to a psychic myself. I don't want to go to a psychic, but I, I I'm Latino, right? So um, my family, you know, um, not all of them, but there's several of them that do, you know, and I've. I've seen stuff that you wouldn't believe. Like, so, so I, I, I know this stuff is real. Is it, is it, um, is it moral? Is it, is it evil? I don't know, man. And quite frankly, I don't want to screw around with it, but I know a lot of this stuff is real. Edgar Casey, 
um, said that Atlantis was real. And he said that we would start seeing it at some point. And I, I think they, he said it was around, you know, where Bar, uh, the Bahamas is or, or Barbados, Bimini, right? There's the Bimini Road. I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but if you look up the Bimini Road, you'll see it. It's coming up from underwater. It's a, it's a man-made structure that's, that's rising up to the surface and it's being made visible now. And it's, it looks like a road, and they call it the Bimini Road, and they say that that is the remnants of what Atlantis used to be. And it's buried under there. There's pyramids underwater all over the Earth. There's some off the coast of Japan. You know, they're underwater. There's, there's entire cities buried underwater. So who knows? You know, so uh, definitely I think Atlantis, Atlantis was a thing. You know, the Atlantic Ocean isn't called the Atlantic Ocean for nothing. Atlas Atlas, the god, that's what the Atlantis Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean was named after Atlas, right? The god Atlas. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of this stuff is intertwined, in my opinion. Fucking hey, I told you this guy was smart. God oh, damn no, it. No, no, stop that, please. <laughs> hey, uh, so really quick, I only got a couple more as I heard your phone go, and I know you're waiting nah, for man, that wasn't that wasn't the phone call I'm getting. I mean, I'm going to have to go at some point, but that wasn't the, the phone call I'm oh, getting. So just okay. go ahead. Don't worry about it, man. No worries. I only got three more for you. Real, <laughs> real quick on this one, because this one is just like a, you know, just a, he said, she said kind of thing. Like, no one knows the answer to this one. Uh, do you think it was O.J. Simpson or his son that killed Nicole Brown and Ronald Goldman? I think O.J. Simpson did that dumb shit. <laughs> I think he did that shit. And, um, his son came out of nowhere, man. I don't know where the hell that came from. Yeah, did he have help? I don't know. Maybe he had help, but I, I think he did it personally. That was a recent documentary, wasn't it? Yeah, they were trying to they say like, to blame he was trying son. to cover up for the son killing them, so he took the blame. But I don't believe that. Fuck, really? I don't, no. <laughs> I don't believe it for a second. There He's you go. A, you found something I don't believe. I think O.J. Simpson is guilty of sin. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. All right, now, now there's two more I got for you, and these are like two ma- major ones I kind of wanted to hit on with you because you are a, a, a Christian, and you also believe in the conspiracies and things like that, and... And, I, and I'm always looking for a reason to believe. I'm not looking for a reason to not believe, but I haven't found a reason to believe yet. So as, so as a Christian, have you ever had a private moment where you're sitting by yourself in your house, something bad might have happened to you, like you might have hit rock bottom in life at one point, where you question, like, is this real? Like, why is he doing this to me? Because there's so many instances when you see, like, an athlete and knock somebody out, and he goes, thank you, God, for, for you know, helping me knock this guy out. Does the guy on the ground go well, I guess God must hate me and love him more. Have you ever had a moment where you're just kind of sitting there and it's like you, you start questioning these things, like why am I not better off than I am or why am I at the place I'm at? Because that's what I've always thought, like God loves us all the same. And I always felt like, you know, like my dad was a huge believer in God and, you know, he, he sent money away to the Reverend Charles Stanley Foundation and all this shit on TV that he used to watch. And he passed away. He suffered from MS for years, like really bad. And, you know, and he passed away. So that kind of turned me away from the church because I used to be a believer. And I know I'm kind of like going off the, the cuff because there's so much oh, to talk okay. about religion. We could have done an hour and a half easily on religion by itself. But I didn't want to get into that. But uh, but I, I, I did want to ask you this question. Have you ever had that moment? And like just like a like a quick thing before I pass it over to you is like I've had moments where I'm like, please, like just just move this can two inches to, to the right. And I'll believe in you. Just give me something. I need something. And it never happens. Yeah. And like these um, moments of like, you know, people walking on, on water never happen anymore. People parting the Red Sea and shit like that. It doesn't happen, but it, it supposedly happened in the Bible. So, yeah, just just take it from there, man. Like, because I can go on this for hours and I'm trying to stop. As you can tell, to, to stop. man. <laughs> 
I think that's an excellent question, man. I really do. It's a, it's a, it's a very important question, right? Um, I can honestly tell you, first off, I've never been asked that question before, but I can, not in that way, but I can honestly tell you that I've never, ever questioned whether or not there was a God. And for some reason, I've been able to, in my way, understand why things happen to people. It's clear as day to me, you know, and people look at it like, oh, God is supposed to love everyone. How come I'm broke or how come I have cancer or how come my mama died? And all of that shit sucks balls. All of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. In my understanding, God is not responsible for that. And people say, oh, well, you know, how come if he loves everybody, how come, how come he can't change it? I think that's a misunderstanding of why we are here and what we're doing here. So I'm sure you guys have heard of free will. Yeah. Right? yeah. In order for free will to exist, negative consequences must occur. It has to happen. In order for there to be a good, there needs to be a bad. In right. order for there to be life, there needs to be death. In order for there to be a sun, there needs to be the moon, night and day, yin and yang, male and female. It is the nature of our reality, right? Yeah. Free will sure. is the most beautiful thing we could ever have because we get to choose. You get to choose. I get to choose. Nerdette gets to choose. Everybody listening gets to choose. Some of your choices will send you up the creek without a paddle. Yeah. And that's for you to deal with and you to <clears throat> learn from. So when you're sitting in your bed, and I hope, and I'm saying this, but I hope I can keep to it when it happens to me. Right? And I think I will. I think I can honestly say that because I've said it before. It's not like my life is roses. You know, I've had so much crap happen in my life. Not, I've had a blessed life. <laughs> also, I should really say that, but I really appreciate everything I have. I appreciate, I, I, and I don't have much, man, but I appreciate the hell out of it. You know, I appreciate it so much. I go outside, I see a tree and I touch it and I'm like, oh my God, like this is, a, this is something I can physically touch and it's beautiful and it's amazing. Sure. We, need to, we need to embrace all of that. We really do. And when you're sitting in your bed and you're sick as a dog, you know, or, or, you know, a loved one passes away and you can't explain it. You know, you're like, why, why did this person have to go? He was a good person. Why does this happen to me? God is hands off. God's allowing this to take place because otherwise we're not going to learn. It's like playing a video game on easy. Are you really going to beat the game? No, it's easy. Things are set up for you. You know, you, so you're, you're running through it. And then when stuff, stuff starts getting hard, you don't know how to adapt. This is a learning experience that we all have here. Everything. And that's why I thank God for the good and the bad. Whenever something bad happens to me, I say, thank you, Lord, that I could experience this. How do I deal with it? Please give me the wisdom to be able to navigate through this. I'd appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I go right on ahead. You know, and, and that's why things happen. They're, they're, it's a duality. This is what, this is the, the nature of our reality. There's a negative and a positive. When you put 
two batteries in, um, I don't know, let's say a remote control. Double A batteries, right? I mean, that's, that's going to be out of the question pretty soon, but I mean, you, you, get, you guys get my, you guys get, get the analogy here. There's a, there's a negative and a positive. In order to make it switch, boom, it makes it work, right? The male right. is the positive energy. The female is the negative energy, and that doesn't mean bad. We've taken it to mean bad. No, it's, it's, um, it's just opposite energies. And when we come together, what happens? We become whole again, because that's what we are. We both have negative, I mean, female and male energies running through us. We become whole. And then we create as God has created and we create life. You know, and that's not to say anything about, you know, gay and, and every, that's all good. Go ahead and do that. You know, it's not an issue. But the, these are the way, this is the way that things have been set up, in my opinion, on this earth. And, the, and when we come to realize that, it'll, it'll, it'll become clear as to why things happen. And we can't look at God for everything. You are the person that's going to make that glass move, not God, you. You do it in the name of God, right? You got to be grateful yep. to God, but you're doing it. God ain't doing it. You're doing it. So, I mean, God lives within you, right? That's what they say. I am the, the, the way, the truth, and the life, right? No one comes to, to God. Uh, no one goes to the Father but through me. God is inside you. No one will go to the Father you won't go to the Father unless you get it together because you are the only one that can get you to the Father. You understand what I mean? It's all about you. That's why it's so beautiful. And bad things will happen, but it's a learning experience. Learn from them. Pick yourself up and keep going. I hope that helps. No, that's deep, man. And, and I respect your, your, uh, your thoughts on the issue because I don't disbelieve, but I don't believe. I'm just looking for a reason. That's all I'm looking for, you know, whether to go one way or the other. And it's very nice to hear your experiences. And I do think faith is a good thing because some people need it in life. And I don't blame you if you're like in a foxhole and you're getting shot at and you need something to believe in. Or if you're alone in a prison cell and you're by yourself and you're like, I need something to, you know, make me a better person. I'm all for it. So I don't you know, bash it, you know, like I used to. I, I used to really, you know, get hard at it and be like, yeah, this sucks. But just hearing your experience and it makes sense, man. So I do appreciate your thoughts on that. It's, it's not going to be a utopia, man. You know, it's just not like we, we look at, we look for answers for external answers to our, to our problems. It's not going to be a utopia. It's just not right. We have to learn from these things and fix them. We have to fix them. There is not, there's not going to be any supernatural change unless you create it. There's the, there are these Buddhist monks that I always refer to in, in, uh, in Tibet. They can do amazing things, amazing things. They can, change their body temperature it's amazing what they can do we've forgotten how to do that they sit in they sit in um in the snow and the snow melts around them because they can change their body temperature and they're all you know it's it's so hot their body temperature what they're emitting is so hot that snow is melting around them you know there, there's some that have claimed to achieve the rainbow body that's that's these people die and they shrink up and uh their bodies are preserved you can see this. You could go. You could go check this out. It's it's a it's a crazy thing, and I've never experienced it. I've never seen it up close, but uh, I've read about it. You can sure. do these things. We can do these things. You ever seen Stan Lee's Superhumans? Yeah, I have. That was a pretty damn good show. It is a good show. It was a good show. Look at all these people. What they can do. What they can yeah. do, and what makes them different from you. There's something different, yeah. But you have the same abilities to do all of that. 
How we get there, I don't know. The the artificial is pushing us further and further away. We're not going to use our brain muscle if we have a computer doing everything for us. You know, and yeah. th that's where we're headed. That's where the issue lies. All right, so let's close out with this one right here because this is a major one that I that I just like. We, we've talked about this a lot, the Nerdette and I, and we try to find examples online. It it's of course we have to end with the Mandela effect, uh, and we talked about this a little bit off you know off the air. I don't think we talked about this in our podcast, but for me, the Mandela effect, and and this is why we have you on the show to educate us because we have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. It's like if you see a commercial from like the 70s or 80s or something that's about the Cocoa Puffs, it's spelled one way. <laughs> if you see it in 2015 and it says Cocoa Puffs spelled a different way. Do you think this is a case of like two people having the same experience happen, but they remember it differently? Like two people that may get into a car accident. Like let's say the Nerdette and I, God forbid, we – I mean, why the hell did I say God forbid? I don't believe in God. But I don't okay, – this. Oh, okay, fine. I'm getting <laughs> off the rails here. Well, we both get into a car accident, you know, and uh, she remembers us getting hit on the left side. But I remember us getting hit on the right side. Do you think that's the real cause of the Mandela effect or is there something bigger? And how the hell does this even happen? The alternate universe galaxy thing or it just blows your mind. Yeah, and you I just said something about a car and wouldn't there be evidence where you got hit from? Yeah, but people remember certain traumatic situations differently. And I'm not saying that, you know, a car accident and looking at a cereal box are the same thing or remembering a commercial differently. <laughs> but this Mandela effect is like and and, and Billy Ray's going to tell us the, the right way what that <laughs> this all means, because I don't know. I'm just an idiot talking shit. So can you please just elaborate? What What is this Mandela effect? And can you? kind of elaborate and, and teach us. What is this? Well, the, the Mandela effect is based off of, right, uh, uh, there was a woman that, that um, remembered Nelson Mandela dying uh, and, uh, and having a, a funeral, everything on television. She remembered it clear as day, and he never went on to become president of South Africa, none of that, right? He, she remembered him dying and they had a whole state funeral on television the whole deal people thought she was crazy turns out she goes online and there's tons of people that remember what she remembers <laughs> and then hence wow. the mandela effect right sure. that's why it's named that um it's crazy some of it right you could just chalk up to misremembering right because there's a lot of pop culture um uh, examples of the Mandela effect, right? Like you said, Cocoa Puffs or whatever, or, or Jif peanut butter. Was it Jif or was it Jiffy? You know, or was, uh, what is it? Um, oh, I never thought of that. It was Jiffy. <laughs> Wasn't it Jiffy? See, now I'm starting to think here. Like, what the fuck was it? Was it Jif or Jiffy? It's Jif yeah. right now. What it was before, I don't know. It was but, Jiffy. It was Jiffy. Yeah, so it was Jif or Jiffy, whatever. Um, There's, a, what is the Berenstein Bears or the Berenstein Bears, you know? Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Fr Fruit Loops. You know, how was it spelled? You know, things like that. Um, but then there's a couple of deeper ones, you know, that, that, that really start getting crazy, like uh, the position of your heart. You know, it, it used to be on the left side, and now it's in the center of your body. You know, stuff like that. Like, it's like, okay, wait wait a minute. Or there are some islands. People remember there being islands, and there were maps with these friggin' phantom islands, and uh, all of these, these islands don't exist anymore. People swear by them. Like, yeah, they exist. They don't exist anymore. Um, some Bible passages have been changed. Forrest Gump, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That's mine, personal. I remember life is like a box of chocolates. You never, you never know what you're going to get. That's not true. 
And I remember that clear as day. And it's not the right line. Or yeah, that's Luke, I remember too. Yeah, Luke, I am your father. I remember that. That's not the line of the. That's not the line that went down. What was, what was the other one? Um, mirror, mirror on the wall. I've always remembered mirror, mirror on the wall. People say magic mirror on the wall. That that's the real one. I don't know. What? Yeah, I, I don't know. And, and people, hey, no, see, I'm never gonna sleep now. <laughs> you know, and and, uh, and uh, but there's there's one, one that really gets me, because I remember it. I rem- Well, there's several that I remember. Like I said. But uh, there's the the um, crocodile Dundee. This is a, this is a, another pop culture one, but I'm gonna give you one that's even more pressing than that, in my opinion. The the crocodile Dundee one. When uh, I forgot what, which one it was, but he goes, uh, "That's not a knife. This is a knife. Um, that's completely different." Now it, it says, "I forget what he says, but it's completely different." And uh, if this is a knife or some shit, yeah, right? Yeah. People people blame it on misremembering or not really knowing or the arithmetic. Sweet dreams are made as are made of these, or sweet dreams are made of this. You can see how they can make that mistake because yeah. Annie Lennox Annie Lennox was singing in a particular way, and she has a bit of an accent, and something was going down there, and, and you know people have two different interpretations of it. Then there's Ed McMahon. That's the big one for for me anyway. I mean, there's there's bigger ones than that, of course, but Ed McMahon is the deal. I remember Ed McMahon working for Publishers Clearing House. I will rem- I, I can swear by it. And I've you know, asked he did. People, people yeah. that, that, that have come on my show, noted researchers, very smart men that are old enough to remember. I ask them all the time. I'm like, hey, you remember Ed McMahon? He's like, yeah, I remember Ed McMahon. Did he, what did he do? What are you known for? Like, oh, he used to work for Publishers Clearing House. I remember. Yeah. You know, he used to, you know. Get get a check, Ohio, that whole deal. Yeah. yeah. Turns out he never worked for Publishers Clearinghouse. Never. <laughs> he worked for some other company. You know, that, that, that American, American Clearing something or other. I forget the name of the company he worked for. It's completely different. He never worked for Publishers Clearinghouse. So many people believe that he did. So many people remember that he did. I remember it. I remember it clear as day. I don't know Publishers Clearinghouse from a freaking hole in the wall. I remember yeah. Ed McMahon and Publishers Clearinghouse. I'm not even old enough to remember um, Johnny Carson. I never watched any of that stuff. You know, it yeah, was just he runs now on TV. That's about yeah, it. Yeah. You know, and, and so I don't remember Ed McMahon from anything else. I only remember him from Publishers Clearinghouse because I used to watch professional wrestling Sunday mornings, right? And uh, Saturday mornings, and they would have these commercials come up sometimes on Channel Five during the Kung Fu cl- the Kung Fu cl- uh, films that they used yep. to air on Fox. Before oh, yeah. it was Fox, they had those commercials of a publisher's clearinghouse, and um, it turns out he never worked for them. So many people no. remember it. So here's the issue, right? That was the cause for this. Why are so many people remembering something, even if it's if it's a case of misremembering? Why are so many people affected so, by it? Yeah, that's it's weird. like mass hallucination almost, where like some remember certain things one way and some remember it another way. It's just strange how there's like two sides to everything, you know? It's not like a bunch of different variations. It's like, I remember him doing this or not doing it. There's mm-hmm. like no in-between area. It's weird. Yeah, and, and what they, uh, you know, a lot of people blame it on CERN and, and those type of experiments. I have a, and that's all back to the artificial. I have a big problem with all of this stuff. We're trying to prove things like the Big Bang, Never yeah. been proven, never been proven, never been proven. You don't know if it ever happened. It's a theory. Yet they're trying to recreate it at CERN. And then they're saying the Big Bang is going to create a black hole. 
<laughs> it's like you get, you're doing it. I mean, the Big Bang. On CERN, when we recreate the Big Bang, a black hole may be created that can suck up the entire reality. Let's go ahead and do that anyway. Oh, my God. Idea, right? That's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, so what? You know, so if we die, we die. At least we get to find out the truth, um, I guess, right? But, but um, people link the Mandela effect back to something like CERN. They've been screwing around that maybe our timelines have been switched. Whatever timeline we used to be on, you know, where all this, all these things were as we remembered them, they're not that way anymore. You know, and some people remember the actual timeline and other people subscribe to the new timeline. It's just the way it is, I guess. That's the, that's the explanation people have tried to give for it. There's this one kid on the net. It's probably the, the smartest kid in the world, they say. You, you won't talk it's about like somebody that's bro. smart. What's that, buddy? Isn't he like 12 or 13 yeah. years old? Like yeah, that kid. Young kid. Yeah. yeah, he knows his smart. shit. Yeah, no, knows his shit is beyond, you know, like, I mean, uh, is an understatement. I mean, this dude was a for real and um, is for real. Sorry about that. And uh, that guy is smart. That, that kid is beyond smart. And he tries, he came up with some type of equation linking the Mandela effect to CERN. You know, he says yeah. that that might be a possibility. Like, I mean, so all of these things need to be taken into account. Bottom line, we'll never know. And maybe we're living in an alternative reality. Fuck. Man, That's this just whole weird thing, to think about. Dude, my mind is just so blown tonight. And I really appreciate you coming on, my friend. You're a hell of a guest. The most interesting guest we've had so far. <laughs> By far, only because you know so much shit and things that we were always trying to, like, learn about. And it's like, I, I almost feel like a kid in a candy store. Like, hey, what's this? What's that? What's this? What's that? You know, and, like, you're answering all their questions. So we appreciate you, my friend. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Uh, thank you very much, both of you. Um, I'm glad you – I hope you guys just keep going and keep doing your thing. Anything I can do to help, please feel free to reach out and – um you know, you guys have me for life. So just whenever you guys want, reach out and uh, I will help you if I, if I can. You know, and if you have any questions on anything, if I can answer it, I will. And if I can't answer it, I will get someone who can. <laughs> so Man, we appreciate the hell out of you. Just one last quick one here. Um, up, oh, my was Arthur Lee Allen the Zodiac killer? Because she thinks Arthur Lee Allen was the real Zodiac killer. I don't know. I have See, no idea. Throwing me under the bus like because that. that's the one that we wrote down. It's in big bold <laughs> letters. We got to ask about the Zodiac killer. For some reason, we went off the rails as normal, and we just didn't ask the most important one. But uh, um, uh, Don Jeffries, whom I'm, I'm I'm friends with and is a good dude, he probably does. So I will ask him, and I'll get back to you on this. But I, I personally don't know. That's an interesting case. That would be cool. I would love to talk to someone that knows about that case. <clears throat> Mr. Billy Ray Valentine, we appreciate you, man. Please plug everything you want to plug. Please plug every single thing that you've ever done or <laughs> are going to do because, man, I, I fucking love the hell out of this. You made our day, but you sure as hell ruined our night because we're both going to be up on our computers. Man, looking I, up I, I, want, I want you guys to go. If you guys are going to if you guys are going to dive on anything tonight, right, at least make it fun and uh, and do the, do the Paul McCartney Beatles thing. And there's there's a YouTube channel called... Uh, I think it's called. I'll send you guys a link. I'll send, I'll send you guys a link. But the winged, the winged beetle, it's phenomenal. What that guy, whomever put that channel together, man, it is phenomenal. And and the way they put videos together is scary as shit, right? So if you turn, you turn off everything, turn off the lights, and put this on, and you'll be like, what the fuck, you know, like what is going on? So that, that's a that's an excellent resource for it. Um, awesome. They have tons of videos up there. Um, 
So go down that route. But uh, yeah, man, Billy Ray Valentine, pleasure. It, it truly has been a pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me and, and taking interest in what I do. It means a lot. I really appreciate it. Uh, shouts to everybody over at Hami Media. What's going on? All right. And uh, the PW Hustle. What's going on to all my dudes over there? That's where I started, guys. Don't know if you're aware of it, but uh, yeah. uh, that those are, those are my guys. Uh, the Professor Chabella Vela Cruz and A-Track Brown. That's what I. That's that's <laughs> that's like. when that's when I started podcasting. I started pa- podcasting with with them, and uh, that's how I reconnected with Ray. Um, Ray and I used to work at the World Trade Center. You know that that's yeah. another another link back to to why nine eleven is so important to me. You know I used to work there in 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 those towers. They I I felt like they were mine. You know and Ray and I met there, and then I lost contact with Ray. And one of these days, I, mean, I had started the PW Hustle. We were doing a podcast, and it was rolling along, and I'm, I didn't get to watch a pay-per-view, and I'm looking for somebody that had reviewed it, and I stumbled onto Ray. I'm like, look at this son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, I reached out to him as a result, and, and now we're here. Um, so shots to Big Ray. And, uh, you know, the Infinite Fringe, you can find it live on Truth Frequency Radio, iHeartRadio, 7 p.m. Eastern. On Sundays, uh, typically I'm live. I wasn't live last weekend, but um, I will be moving forward, God willing. Um, so I'm there. You can also find the podcast version on the infinitefringe.podbeam.com. That's on iTunes and and most uh, podcatchers that you can find out there. It's not on Spotify. I, I never submitted, so I should and I will. And you can also find it on hackerhameen.podbeam.com. Um, Wednesday locker room. I do that with uh, the, um, the Andrew Bello. He has a PhD in NXT, guys, just in case you didn't know. The God of Thunder, don't forget. The God of Thunder, the woke <laughs> show, and everything else you want to call him. And, of course, the Strangler, Steve King. Uh, and shouts to my boys there. And I think that's all I do. Um, that's all? That's I mean, all? holy shit, dude. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You got a, like a Santa Claus's Christmas bag full of shit right there. It's, it's a lot. I, I enjoy it and yeah. I'm grateful for it. You know, I, I, I love that I get to do it. I love that I get to meet cool people and I love that people listen to what I do. That means a lot to me. And, and then I get to talk to people like you and, and uh, you guys, both of you, and, uh, you know, like form uh, friendships. And, and it's, it's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. So I'm very happy about it. Thank you, guys. Of course, man. And I don't believe in God, but I will tell you this. Something brought us together. There is a higher power out there. Called and, uh, <laughs> I appreciate that higher power. You see, like you call it God, I call it Rachel Ray, and our oh and, and our podcast listeners will understand that. The ones that listen to us since day one understand the Rachel <laughs> reference. But oh, my friend, uh, if you don't mind staying on the line, we're going to cut this one. And yeah, uh, yeah and thank you. Not no problem, bro. Thank you. Yes, it is I, Bin Hameen, commanding all of you to join the wrestling revolution, the underground of media, and follow our brothers at Voices of Misery on Twitter and subscribe to their podcast because they support hackerhameen.podbean.com and you will go support voicesofmisery.podbean.com because there is no more misery when you leave those FM Mark channels and you join the media underground of Voices of Misery and hackerhameen.podbean.com. Rise and praise, y'all. <laughs>